Do you have like a sweet PSA intro that you do? We're live. See, you just said it. You said you wouldn't say that. (laughs) You asked me what I wasn't going to say, and I told you. Well, this is Getting Loose. And Killing Time. I'm Christopher Seymour. And I'm Patrick B. Ray. And today, we have who with us? John Leroy. Here I am. John, where are you joining us from this evening? Well, I'm in Houston, Texas, but I'm, I live in Colorado. You live in Colorado? Do you live Do you live up there by David Miner in that little cabin on the hill with the smoke coming out? I think I think David Miner lives in Fort Collins. I'm yeah, he does. Sure. He lives across from a grocery store. Yeah, I live I live on the side of a mountain. Though. Wait, yeah. so you actually live? Yeah, on I, the side I do. Of a mountain. Yeah, I do live in a cabin on the side of a mountain. See, this is what I was hoping for with David Miner. And he's like, no, I live across the street from a grocery store. I was like, it's like I'm in student housing. <laughs> yeah. <what> I said. <laughs> Well, he's, he's young, man. He's 21. I did not realize how young he was when he came down here. Like, he's that probably, guy's got a voice like he's, you know, th- 35. He's got some fast hands. Dude, Hell he's yeah, got he some does. fast hands. Hell yeah, he does, man. He's I was a hell of a there, player. When we were at, we were yeah. at Sagebrush watching him, I was just like, dude, this I made me want to sit down with my guitar. I'm like, nah, I don't deserve this. Yeah. Just, just I'm going to let him do it. <laughs> It's, I think it's just kids these well, days. I yeah. think I could, I think <laughs> I could beat him in a foot race. So. Man, they got that <laughs> mental, they got that mental plasticity. <laughs> I could beat know? him in a foot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty quick, man. You look like you got some getaway sticks on you. You could probably move, dude. Well, I used to at least, but I'm gonna have to be threatened before we race so that I'm, I'm in peak performance. You used to could. Yeah, used to could. That's a that's a word down here in Texas. Did you know that? Used to could. Used to could. You can't. Yeah, that that vernacular is from my my home state. Bud, that's a Pennsylvania so. thing. I'm not, Jono. You know for a fact I'm not from Pennsylvania. I'm from South Carolina, man. Yeah, but you lived in Pennsylvania forever. So didn't you say you lived in Pittsburgh forever. Right? I, I lived in forever. I well, lived in I lived forever. Ago. Back in the 1900s, you lived there. Right? Back in <laughs> back in 1837, uh, when I first moved to Pennsylvania. Seymour's 200 years old. He just hasn't told us this yet. No. Seymour's actually a vampire. It's like Rich Russell. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. And we just saw him last night, man. We had a freaking blast down there in Austin. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was fun. Out of time. That was a... <laughs> yeah. We were down there watching watching the Reeves Brothers, watching the Kenimer Fashion... Or, well, it wasn't Kenimer. It was Kenimer's and the fashion show. Yeah. Down there at the Sagebrush. And then we are at... Where did we go? White Horse? White Horse. Yeah, we made it around. I, was, I went to a cookout with Tweet. Yeah, we moved around. <clears throat> yeah, I went to the same cookout. Yeah, Jono was there. Somebody was too good to show up. I guess they were out helping old ladies cross the street or something. Patrick. Berkeley. <laughs> don't. <laughs> it was Berkeley. Oh, yeah. For those of you, you who don't know. We have an additional person in the yeah. studio this evening. Berkeley's in with us. That's my second evening. half. What's, what, what's your name? Where are you from? Berkeley. Petty John. I'm from Austin. I live here in Houston now, though. I just found out that Berkeley is one of John's good friends, and he lives literally one block that way like how long did it take you to walk that's over uh that's south for everybody that can't see where patrick's yeah. pointing uh, i texted you when i left i think it was about yeah. about three minutes maybe yeah, tops yeah so <laughs> we're gonna be we're, we're gonna be buddies now we're yeah. gonna hang out and like you know drink you're welcome wine. Drink wine. yeah <laughs> thanks man one of my favorite people on the planet so we can carpool to your uh to your shows dude i'm down me and seymour are already carpool yeah we, we take shepherd every time Man, I, he never listens to me, and he goes the stupidest route ever. Like he always complains about one light, you know, on, off of nineteenth, and, and he's, like, he's like, he's like, he's like, this light's terrible. He just, just like turn a block earlier, man. It's on a grid, you know. It's, we could sit here and complain about it, though. That's always yeah. fun. Which is that's a, that's a new do. podcast is traffic in Houston. <laughs> yeah. like, 
It's a navigational uh, podcast. Yeah, there's a, dude. There's this hilarious Instagram account. It's all about streets in New Orleans, and the title of the of the Instagram account is "Look at this fucking street." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like ridiculous holes in New Orleans. Like, yeah. did you see that one that was a couple years ago? It was like the couch. Somebody put like the a couch like inside of a pothole <laughs> and, like, and a TV and like set up like a little living room scene in it. Because <laughs> they're like, the city just won't fix it, so we're gonna like make them have to deal with it because it looks like somebody lives here now. <laughs> Dude, you know what I want to do? Like, I, I want to put together a group of a group of people that are just like gorilla do-gooders and just go and fill potholes. Like I just want to get you some rich would. dude to fund just out this doing shit. the Lord's do work. That. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to get a, a rich dude to fund this shit. It'd be like, all right, no, we're we're gonna get a dump truck full of asphalt, and we're gonna go fill potholes. Like, stand back, we're gonna fill them. Done. You're gonna have heavy machinery for all that, too. I, you know, I a, a boy. How can do dream. you envision this happening? A boy can dream. I'm just envisioning some dudes with a shovel walking behind. Yeah, them. I think yeah, a big think old dump just, truck. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, just like a flat shovel and. Yeah, but you gotta pack that shit down, right? Yeah, sure. Where's the, you gotta have the the you got one of jumping, or jumping or jack. No, yeah, you got one of them gas powered things. Yeah, just like, jump oh, jump. oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. Forgot about those things. Yeah. We're gonna be well funded. We're gonna get one. I've lost all cognitive ability since I accidentally <laughs> drove to Dallas today. <laughs> okay, so we gotta tell. Uh, shame, shame we're gonna, we're gonna for the Patreon first pothole business. We're gonna tell the world about this right now. See where you're at. Yeah, <laughs> so we're we're over here like you know cooking dinner. For, I I cook. Yeah, I started cooking dinner, man. Like fucking, yeah, we do it every week. Two o'clock. Wasn't steak this week though? No, it was not steak because HEB was closed. Was closed Easter because Sunday. today is the day that the yeah. Lord has risen, and apparently HEB doesn't function on that particular day, despite the fact that it functions every other day of the year. Yeah. And so I go by HEB. Christmas day, but yeah. Well, I think they're still Mm-mm. no. Well, so I went by there, and, and <laughs> there's some dude. I was driving in the parking lot, and some dude is like waving at me through his, you know, through his window. And he's driving out, and I'm driving in, and I, I think he was being nice. I was like, "Hey, how's it going?" I think and the I, last thing I bought at HEB was like bacon soda and some aluminum foil. It was a weird, <laughs> oh, sci- weird science oh. project we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Had nothing to do with the aluminum. I think I've done that same science project. <laughs> It's the volcano, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's vinegar in Makes your brain feel just like a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. The key is food color, and you got to yeah. turn it red so it's like, you know, actually looks like a volcano. Everybody likes their crack to be red. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about my ass. <laughs> oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> All right, so, so we were talking about, um, I leave Dallas. Austin today, okay? <laughs> I'm coming back to Houston for this podcast, and I, I put in my GPS my home address, and which I will not say on no, this no, podcast. Do yeah, don't do that. If you ever want to find me, um, so just come to the shootout. Yeah, and evidently. Put money in the tip jar. <laughs> evidently, what what is the name of that town? Cleburne. Yeah, evidently, there's the same address exactly in Cleburne, Texas, which is where, <laughs> like. Southwest Dallas yeah, it's, area. It's, yeah. Oh. It's like by Granbury, which yeah. is a good four hours from Houston. Yeah. So that's a good what, two and a half, three north well, of Austin? Man, it's it's that? like exactly the same distance as it is to here. Yeah. I was not cognitively impaired this morning at all. Well, we I had left. coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I heard about the coffee. 
Y'all had Mexican coffee this morning, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah we did. And yeah, so I... I got one going. I, I get, allegedly, like... No, I didn't want one. You did want one. You had your <laughs> yeah. hand out. You don't get a beer. Yeah. This is this is one of my favorite breweries right here. Eighth Wonder. Shout out. Anyway, so Cleveland, Texas has the yeah. same address as yeah. so your address. I get a half mile from my address, and I'm like, and I don't like, recognize any of this. I'm not in Houston, <laughs> Texas right now, obviously. I'm in a town, the population of 800 uh, or something like that. Pop a top again. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> that's the thing. Everything. Yeah, every, good. good. He, he has to do it. Berkeley's new here. It's compulsive, man. You just, <laughs> you just go with it. And, and so, yeah, I, then I had to, then after driving two and a half hours, two hours and 40 minutes to get to Cleveland, Texas, I had to then drive. Then calls me and he's like, hours from I've to, texted him like, hey, man, are you, uh, I was thinking like he's, because he told me when he left. I was like, all right, well, he, he must be almost here. As I texted him, like, hey, man, did you uh, did you stop and get some steak? Because I just went by H-E-B, and uh, they're closed because Easter. He's like, no, man, no, I didn't. But you know what I did do? I, <laughs> I'm in fucking Dallas. I'm like, wait. Wait, what? <laughs> why did You thought I was fucking with you at first, didn't you? I, well, I thought you were talking about Dallas, like, Street, like right over there. Oh yeah, you know, all right. I was like, "Yo, all right, that's cool." You know, just stop by. He's like, "No, no, no, I'm in fucking Dallas, dude." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Z were so pissed off when he fucking called me. Was, well, you caught me freshly ridiculous. after my revelation. It was ridiculous. As I just hear, take a, a left a half mile up onto my street, which is not my street. He called me. Oh gosh. All right. So anyway, we didn't get to do the podcast no. before the shootout. So now we're doing it after. Now we're doing it after. after. So we're all getting lubed up. Jono even lost his phone this weekend. That's a true Ooh. story. Oh, but you got it back. I got it back. I had a good... Uh, Andrea, who does all of our records, uh, was in town in Austin last night, so we stayed up till 5 in the morning like you do. And then, like uh, you do. Yeah. I remember my phone was dying, and I was like, man, I, like, I got to put my phone charger up. So we put them in an Uber at like 5.30... I was like, Rich, I was like, I put my phone on the charger before I go to bed. And I looked at the table and I was like, motherfucker, they took my phone with them. <laughs> so we had to jump a bunch of hoops this morning and look up. <clears throat> I'm not going to say where we found Andrea's phone number, but we we were able to source Andrea's phone like number the, through the internet. Just like straight the, up. Then. Yeah. then it was like the hunt for Red October this morning, yeah. man. Did you, have, did you have to pay the Uber, like, lost phone feed? No, no I mean, well, we paid there. for their Uber though, because no, she she totally just took the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just took oh, my I phone. She left it. There. No, no, oh, yeah. she took my. Our, we were Andrea riches. or like I don't know which one of them did it, but one of them took my phone, <laughs> uh, thinking it was their phone when they were leaving, and so I spent the morning in Austin doing that and drinking Mexican coffee. Tell, tell them what the text said though. <laughs> Oh, the best text was whenever. We, so they they left my phone on the porch. They're like, "We're fucked up, and we're like, we're gonna be back asleep." Well, your phone's on the porch. And I was like, "Cool." So like, they give us the address. We go get it. And I like looked at my phone. And I have a couple missed texts and such. And it's a text from Alexis. So it was like, "Hey, I have your phone." <laughs> I was like, so she Thanks. definitely was like sent the text. So, and then, then, then my phone dinged next to her and was like, oh, wait, that doesn't work. To- wait, so she texted you? Oh, yeah, she texted me to tell hey, me she had I my have phone. your phone. Yeah. It's not going to work. Actually, no, it just. 
for the record, if y'all ever, if I ever lose my phone, do you guys find it? You can text me. I get it on my computer. Just, oh, that's the ding that you always hear in the podcast. See, you have like, to like the naysay things, man. Right there. Like that. Oh, that yeah. I can't hear it because I don't have the headphones on, so I'm not in the universe. No, no. I mean, it'll play it like out in the room. Oh. If you go back and listen to old episodes, like you'll hear a ding, the Apple yeah. ding. And every time Seymour glares at me, he's like, I'm like, just turn it off. Bro, turn it off. <laughs> so, that's all right. <laughs> so, you just put out an album about a month ago, man. I did. Uh, I'm pretty happy about it. I think I'm, you know, it's probably my favorite record I've ever made. Uh, Why is it your favorite? Well, let's just start here. How, how many records have you made? Man, I've made five records in the last seven years. Wow. That's that's busy. Regular yeah. Charlie Crockett over here. I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> uh, why is this one your favorite record? Man, it's just a lot of fun. The the new project's a lot more fun to me, I guess, uh, than past projects and stuff. And then the band is just whip ass as hell. I got a bunch of good players now and a good solid solid group of dudes that's fun to tour with, and they're a blast to be around. And then we always have fun making records. Uh, with Dre and everybody over at the bomb shelter in Nashville. That's like our, that's our spot where I do all my records. Yeah. Who'd you have playing with you? Uh, well, I mean, I had my band, uh, and then we had, uh, one of the guys from, uh, what is it? Uh, deer tick that played sax on it. We usually have Andy wild from, uh, the night sweats play with us. But for the record, we had, uh, one of Dre's buds. It was that dude from deer tick. And then we had, uh, Al green's church choir on it. The girls, that's nice. like his, the church choir leaders, which were just whip out of sale. We had uh, Billy Contrera, who uh, he played fiddle for George. He started playing fiddle for George Jones when he was seven years old. He's oh, like, the dude's a fucking genius. One he, of those. Yeah. No, he can see music. It's fucking yeah. insane. Like, you watch him listen to something, and he's just like, you can see what's like how his brain's working. It's yeah. pretty nuts. Um, and then uh, our good buddy, John James. He plays this a lot. He plays Steel for Riley Downing and Desalons and all that stuff. But he did a bunch of auxiliary stuff on the record. Um, but that was it for as far as fill-in dudes. And then we had uh, Lee's been playing keys, who uh, plays a Dylan Earl. Um, and then the rest of it's just the normal band, uh, just our group of dudes. Did you say you had Dylan on that record, too? No, no, Dylan's not on the most recent one. Oh, we did two singles last year, and Dylan sang backups on them. Okay. He just came to hang out with me in the studio for the weekend, and I was like, man, you should just do some harmonies on this. Put him to work. You're yeah. like, here, why you ain't doing well, nothing? Well, I was like, you're just here and drink beers. You might as well sing some songs. <laughs> they're, ta- they're talking about Dylan Earl. Yeah, Dylan Earl. Yeah, we're, we're, we're shooting to get him on. He's a. Well, I'll send him your a, way. He's, he's a fantastic artist. I, I really, and man, if for shit like this, he's the best guy around. You know, he can yeah. he can talk. Boy can talk. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I met should, him up in Tulsa about a year ago. I heard ago, you should never said. poke fun at him and say mention that he's from Oklahoma. Oh yeah, you should never you should never say something like that to him. Whenever I first <laughs> met Dylan, I was like trying to do that you know shitty thing that people do where they try and haze people, and he always talked about how much he hated Oklahoma and Texas, and I was like, you know, for being a Oklahoma, he's a pretty good old boy, and he like literally stood up in the middle of my set, and he's like, "Man, I'll whip your ass right here in front of this fucking crowd." <laughs> and then that was that was instantly the point where I was like, "Man, this dude is gonna be my best friend." We gotta be. <laughs> I was like, this dude ain't. He's not bullshitting, and he's just a good dude. Uh, and we've been best friends ever since. I think like he's one of my favorite people to tour with. Just such a great dude. 
Yeah, he's a he's a cool dude. He I met him up in Tulsa about a year ago, and he was he was very accommodating, very kind. I, yeah. He didn't know me. I didn't know him, but like, you know, we started chatting a little bit, and we're up there at a. He used. To, I don't know if they're still doing this. Wranglers doing a, the Tulsa turnaround. I think they stopped doing it. And they quit doing it up the market. Well, I think that that was like a, you know, they Tulsa dumps a bunch of money into Instagram influencers. Oh, yeah. So that was like yeah. they they pay people to move there Man, and that was pretend f- like cool shit's happening in Tulsa. It was a fun time though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I had a blast. I think we went up there for Sophie's birthday, and that was her trip. But I think I had more fun than she did. Cool. <laughs> you know? But yeah, I'm playing up there this next month. I'm fishing a tournament and I'd. Uh, and Grand Lake again, and then we're uh, me and Dylan are playing at Mercury that same week. Yeah, I was like, well, if I'm gonna be here, I might as well make some money. Might as well, like, one way or another, at least to get paid somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so you were telling me earlier about another place in in Tulsa that was a that yeah. Was I'm a trying cool to. I can't remember the name of that place, but I I just remember above the bar it said Scum, and that was like oh, the yeah. only logo in the whole place was like a big light up sign that said Scum at the bar. <laughs> I want to get back up there. Uh, maybe on my way up to Montana. I'm going up to Montana. It's kind of the opposite August. way from Montana. Yeah, yeah. it's north, you know. Yeah, yeah I mean, I guess whenever you're down here, it's kind of... Yeah, everything's on the way yeah. if you're going north. That's fine. It's on the way. I mean, you could pass New York if you wanted to. <laughs> you could. I'm going to Massachusetts, though, so I'm kind I mean, of going you, to the If you right. pull the, the Chris Seymour route, you could totally yeah. just pretty much go just yeah. about where you See, want to. See, you're never going to live this down. I'll never let myself live that shit down. That's I mean, okay. It's a good story, though. only cost you 80 bucks. Yeah. No, no, no. It cost me $130, man. Oh, God. That was a $130 mistake. Yeah, the old... So, it's tank and a half. The old Dodge so, doesn't I guess doesn't it's for like $150. No, and I'm thinking about it. No, she she's thirsty. Thirsty girl, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, while we're talking about new music, we're gonna we're gonna play one here. Cool. While we're off the JR JLR band. What yeah. song are you gonna play? Um, you tell me. Oh man, jeez, I got man. I don't know. I think Boat Ram Speed Dealer is probably the hit off the record, I would say. That was good. Uh, it's, it's a hit. Yeah. It's, it says BRSD because I don't know if it was if Spotify would let us <laughs> say Boat Ramp Speed Dealer or not, so we just kind of abbreviate Oh, they will. It's fine. Well, I mean, you know, it's and it's kind of a long title for a song. So that's true. Just yeah. initial and it would be nice. But yeah, that's probably the hit off the song, I would assume, or off the record. That's the song. That's the hit song off the song, you know? They're all, they're all hits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I try to only write hits. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, If you, just if you don't write B-sides, hits. then you can kind of get away with it. <laughs> all right, so we're going we're gonna to play that one right now. You ready? Here it comes. <laughs>
That was pretty. Cool. Sounded good. That was great. Yeah, man. That's yeah. great, right? So, so this this is like based off a true story. Like oh yeah, some dude like coming out of the shadows, trying to like. Yeah, no. So me and know. my buddy Darren, uh, <laughs> we were fishing a tournament up in Grand Lake, Oklahoma, uh, and we like kind of got a late start on the drive, and we had a uh, well, like a little trailer issue or whatever. It kind of put us behind schedule. Because usually whenever I'm doing a big tournament like that, I'm trying to show up early and like I usually try and get a day of practice in and try and figure out where I'm going to be fishing or whatever. But in this case, we showed up at like midnight, uh, the you know like a couple hours before the tournament. You know, boat launch was at uh, 5 a.m. on this tournament, so we showed up at midnight and we're like, "Fuck it!" Like we could try and sleep or we could just like get the boat in the water. Or uh, option number three. <laughs> <laughs> well, so there there was a third option that was presented that we uh, weren't expecting. Whereas we like put the boat in the water and I uh, I go and park the truck and I'm walking back over uh, to the boat ramp and this dude just pops out of a fucking street lamp and he was like, "Hey man, you guys want to buy some speed?" <laughs> Like, no, nah, man, I think we're good. Like, like Eastern was, Oklahoma genie yeah. pops out of a lamp. Like, hey. Oh, yeah, dude. He like lives in a Mountain Dew bottle. You get three sure. wishes. The first one's meth. The second one's meth. And the third one's speed. Yeah. And, was, and you can't, yeah, you can't wish for like, another wish. Yeah. It's just like Sudafed packets and like fucking like just batteries everywhere and stuff. And I was like, dude, this is like a fucking wild place that we decided to put this boat in. Uh, but funny enough, we uh, just you know did our normal drugs instead uh, and then we sat out there and just watched this dude kind of like slink around for hours under a street lamp while we were just like waiting for tournament time which is i mean you know three or four hours of us just like floating around idling in front of this boat dock but yeah so that was a real that was a real thing uh so he's still trying to sell you he's like oh i'm sure yeah he's he's like they're gonna come back i can i know that they want it <laughs> Uh, but I mean, at the Pop same time, I'm idea. thinking that there's probably like a whole bunch of fucking speeded out bass fishermen up there in Oklahoma. Because oh, yeah. the dude doesn't hang out there selling speed at a boat ramp unless he's like actually selling speed, I would assume. It is yeah, kind of a like, strange probably a clientele. Spot, I mean, like, I guess he has a clientele. I was yeah. going to ask, did you yeah. see anyone come by him? Man, I didn't really, I didn't pay it's too much attention night. to like, I mean, there was, you know, it's that tournament. There's like 700 boats in that tournament. You just know, imagining this dude at like 11 p.m. He's just like wired all the hell, and he's like, "Hey, I gotta get down to Lake. The bass tournament's coming to town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get down there and make some money. Honey, get my backpack. Yeah, these boys are trying to stay awake. <laughs> I got like work this to do. Fresh batch. Yeah, I mean, I guess you associate it with a, uh, you know, like truck driving or something. Like you got to get a bunch of shit done, but then it's just a bunch Not of that fish. Yeah, no. but I, I mean, turns out, you know. Well. Might be Would you consider in the fishing world that to be a performance enhancing drug? <laughs> yeah, I know. Could you get like, yeah. you could probably get like a, a suspension they, notice or something. Yeah, do they test in uh, in, in the best? No, but world? I've had some where that you have to do uh, the polygraph tests, but never what, a drug what test. Kind of, what do they ask you? Oh, just like making sure that you're not bringing fish in from. Did you catch this? Fish? Yeah, did you catch this fish? Did you catch it on this lake? You know that type of stuff. <clears throat> uh, just catch it on this day so that somebody's not like going and catching a bunch of big fish and like keeping them in a tank or something. And they Which, trust the polygraph. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, hear that the polygraph is like you can you can game that. That's I don't know, I man. I guess I've never tried. Yeah, but they won't <laughs> let you do it in court. Yeah, because yeah, you can game they, them. You know. Yeah. 
I watched Ocean's Eleven, man. You know, clench your you butthole. got it down. You just clench yeah. your butthole, and it'll it'll, it'll pop a note. No, but you got to put that little tack in the toe of your shoe. Yeah, so you step yeah. on it. So yeah, you step on it. I always heard you clench your butthole, and it creates a, a momentary spike in blood pressure. <laughs> I don't know what you're I mean, talking you do that too, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I've never been polygraphed, so I don't know. But this well, is what maybe I hear. next time you go to get a checkup at the doctor, you I'll can let you know. We'll clench up real else. fast when they're I'll taking your blood pressure. Test that theory. So I came I'm back. Not gonna lie. I'm th- hyperbolic. I've uh, thought about that before. Not doing hyperbolic. The, with, What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> that drive took it out of me. Hypertensive. Hypertensive. I mean, you are hyperbolic about clenching your butthole and raising your blood pressure a little bit. I think, man. I thought about that last time they yeah. took my blood pressure. I was like, what if I just clench my butthole right now? <laughs> <laughs> right now, throws the whole thing off. Sir, it's two twenty over one hundred and forty-five. I, how are you? How are you? How are you conscious right now? <laughs> Sorry, I was just lying. Um, <laughs> when you asked me my weight, I just I lied. <laughs> so, did you just just decide to write that song about that? When, yeah. When? No. How did that? How did that work? Uh, I mean, Darren's a good buddy, and he was like, "Man, he's like, he's like, you gotta fucking make a song out of this." He's like, it's just fucking too golden not to write a song about the situation. And I was like, what are we going to call it? Boat Ramp Speed Dealer? And he was like, yeah, that's <laughs> ding, exactly ding, what you're going to call ding. it. And I was like, yeah. it just worked instantly. And I was like, man, I'm just going to be a, write just a simple rock and roll song. And that's exactly what it is. It's like a, somebody recently sent me a message that was like, man, I love this song. It sounds like Mungo Jerry. Mm-hmm. And the Rolling Stones had a baby. <laughs> I was like, man, I wouldn't have ever put those two together, but all right, that's yeah. great. And I couldn't tell if it was actually a compliment or he was, he was being an asshole, but I like it either I way. I liked it, so yeah. I mean, I'd take that as a compliment. Yeah. You know? I mean, I like Mungo Jerry a whole bunch. Yeah. So. Well, man. Yeah, I've had, my, uh, I've had my perspective changed on the Rolling Stones by Tyler Mahan Co., you ever listen to his? He's got a podcast called "Your Favorite Band Sucks." Yeah, uh, him he'll and, just fuck up your him and Mark Mosley, which I've known. Yeah. I don't. I don't know Tyler at all, but uh, I know I've known Mark forever because I grew up in Nashville, and uh, he booked at the venue that I used to manage. So he used to book a whole bunch of hardcore shows there and stuff way back in the early two thousands. Dude, those guys are they're hilarious. Oh, dude, they're I love it. Good dudes, love so. it. I listen to that when I'm driving long distance, just yeah. like. Tear my shit up, like I like the Metallica it, one's pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well, we were. Did I show you the Johnny Cash one? Oh yeah, that one's good too. Dude, like, you just like where it's just that Johnny Cash isn't country, and yeah. I totally agree. I fucking yeah. hate Johnny Cash so much. Years. Well, now I'll, I'll see. Um, I shouldn't say this too loud. I'll see people in Johnny Cash shirts now, and I and I just think of that episode, and I'm like, oh man. Well, I mean, if you like Johnny I, Cash, like Johnny Cash. Well, no, here's the thing, man. Your life, you know? I, I, I grew up and my grandpa listened to Johnny Cash, and so I ended up listening to a lot of Johnny Cash, and I like it because, yeah, I remember, you know, my grandpa listened to Johnny yeah. Cash. Nostalgic. Yeah, and that's a lot, of, a lot of what music appreciation comes down to is there's a huge element of nostalgia. Rolling Stone's the same way. People listen to it when they're kids, and now it's 2022, and people still like the Rolling Stones. They listen to it when they're kids. But yeah, there's some yeah. good songs. There's, there are. There's yeah. a smattering of good songs in there. Huh? Yeah, yeah. But I, it just those guys. It's, it's really fun. I went to high school with a couple of guys like this. They would just take 
just in general conversation, we'd be out at a party together and they would, they would just tear the shit out of really popular things. Yeah. And, and I was always, uh, I always thought they were, yeah, they did it in a clever way. They were assholes about it, but they did it in a clever way to where it was funny, right? Yeah. And I see that in these guys' show, and I'm just like, I, I, it's a train wreck. Yeah. It's a train wreck. Because I mean, they're that, tearing apart my favorite bands, which is true. My favorite bands suck. Yeah. And, but I can't, I can't stop listening. Yeah. I can't. I love it. I mean, I heard you play a Hootie and the Blowfish song tonight. Whoa! And, uh, Don't pull my blast like that. I will. You know, <laughs> I'm a true. big Hootie fan anyway. Who, was, who, who, who requested that song, though? I think that was me. Oh! Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, I, dude, I do love... I, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I think my... It's probably my... Maybe the third concert I ever went to was Hootie and the Blowfish. It was at Starwood Amphitheater in Nashville, and it fucking ruled. Was it just that? Who was it? Was it like Matchbox 20 opening uh, up for no doubt. Shit? Oh, damn. <laughs> I haven't seen yeah. your favorite band sucks yet on No Doubt. But or Hooting the Blowfish. Or Hooting the Blowfish. Yeah. Maybe they don't actually suck. I, I think it's because that's nobody's favorite band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I grew up, my parents listened to them, and I'm like, yeah, I like their stuff. It's cool. I don't know. You it's know, a, it's yeah. okay to like shitty music sometimes. Yeah, no, it's not. I'll take it. I'm just no, <laughs> absolutely not. I'll take it. Hey, man. The other thing is, I you know, the whole album is is like fishing themed. Yeah, it's a very. Yeah. Fi- it's or it sounds like it's a fishing. It's, it's fishing centric, you know. Yeah. And at first, I didn't know if you were trying to be tongue in cheek or serious about it. Yeah. No, I mean it's all a way of. You know, saying my feelings or whatever in a way that I can like get away with it without sounding like a total fucking idiot or like just a whiny kid or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, I can just relate everything to fishing and then it works out good. And then it sounds like real tough and cool or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is like the nerdiest thing I think you could probably do is like, I don't think anybody that fishes seriously all the time is very cool. They're usually just nerdy dudes that are yeah. into something silly. Like you spend so much time picking apart picking apart a lake or something, and you're like, "Man, I'm fucking literally sitting here at midnight, like looking at fucking lake topograph maps. Like this is what I do, <laughs> like in my spare time." And you're like, "This isn't a fucking sport. Like, what the fuck am I doing in my life?" We were talking to somebody a couple months ago, and he was like, "Oh yeah, man, awesome. I'm a yeah, I'm a civil engineer down here working on this project." And this is the first thing he starts talking about. Oh, hey, you got the topo maps? You got you got the He's like he does. I got. He's he does. I got all the maps. It's my favorite. It's my favorite lake here. So you got East it Texas. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't say the name of it. Sorry, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not going but to. But dude's like, dude. But I got, we're going I got, in the morning. I got all the maps. So you can't <laughs> find these maps. I got them though. Yeah. And see where it's like. Let's go. When can you? Go? Let's go tomorrow. Tomorrow. Next week. Let's go. Yeah. Always. You know. I mean, topograph map can tell you a whole lot about a lake. Yeah, man. See where those how original creek beds were. <laughs> yeah. How, See, I, how deep it how is. How deep it is, you know. Like. <laughs> where the shoreline is. Yeah, you can tell everything about it. I, I grew up in, in Odessa. We we don't have lakes. It's not a thing. Yeah, it's You're just West Texas. We have dirt. You got like some sand and dirt. Yeah. Well, there's no such Cactus. thing as a natural lake in Texas. They're all impounded by well, yeah. water. You know, so. Yeah, you take all our water and fucking make badass lakes out of it. considered... <laughs> Caddo. Yeah. That's the only one that could be considered. Isn't Lake Austin a natural lake? No. It's not? No. Mm-mm. 
No, they got Mansfield Dam. No, not Mansfield. Uh, what is that one? I don't remember what it's called. How long did it take you to write the album? The album, so I guess <coughs> maybe a year. Like it's weird the way I write songs, I guess, because I just uh, mm-hmm. I typically it's just like a song hits me that I'm like, all right, I'm gonna work on this, and I usually have a, the song done within a day. Um, you record it when you write it, or you just like yeah. So like, I'll usually just record you know a voice memo on my phone or whatever, and then I'll kind of work on it for like a day and just kind of change it up, and then I'll usually wait like a few days and I could listen to it and then kind of slowly work it into something, and then after. I'm comfortable enough that I just bring it to the boys and I'm like, hey man, like, what do you think about this song? And then they're like, man, this song fucking sucks. You should change it. And then I do. And then we write a hit song out of it. <laughs> uh, no, the boys do a whole lot for me. Uh, Kevin, our guitarist, like, was like the the magic key I think for the for this for this new record for all this. He was instantly saw exactly where I was trying to go with the music, and then was just like, oh. Yeah, I see exactly what you're doing here, and this is the way you're supposed to do this. And I was like, "Cool, man. Yeah, thanks for doing that." Because I'm not a very good guitarist or any, by any means, and uh, my cadence and timing is never on par unless there's a drummer keeping me in time. But those dudes always come in and help it out. You know, make it make it work good. And then, yeah, it's usually I don't know, day and a half, two days on a song, but. It, then I won't write anything or work on another song for four months. You know, it's just like I have to be in that mood, and then I write it all down. Yeah, this is um, kind of how this is kind of how Ellis does it. He was on mm-hmm. last episode, and he yeah. put some stuff together, takes it to his dudes, and then they really like they really help him whip it in shape. You know? Yeah, I mean, if you listen to the Magnolia sessions that I did, was that a year and a half ago? has pretty much every song on this or minus like maybe one or two off this whole record and it's you know they're a minute and a half to two minute song tops and then whenever the band comes in then they're three minute songs yeah or whatever uh and it's just the way i write uh is usually just here's a hook here's a melody all right fill in the blanks and then there it is uh but it's yeah it's kind of sporadic how it happens you know it's never a i can't sit down and write a record you know i don't like think about it that way yeah um and this one i spent a lot more time on than anything i've ever done so what's good that you don't sit down and write a record because that's not how you sell music nowadays apparently yeah well i mean i think that's how you sell music nowadays it's like you're like supposed to have like 18 engineers that like oh yeah yeah they just like curate a record for you and then like put somebody else's name on it (laughs) yeah well, what I'm saying is nowadays, <laughs> nowadays you have to have just like single, 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 yeah. and then you repackage it in an album. Yeah, that's apparently the way of the world now. Yeah, we're trying to get away from that. I'm trying to just make good records the way they're supposed to be. Yeah, live to tape, call it good. I like it. Um, okay, now you're the you're the third or fourth person we've had on that does things that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's man. After you do it that way once, you're like, oh shit! I can go into a studio and have a full fucking record that's done in a day and a half, two days, and it's not going to be five grand. Yeah, great. Well, I mean, well, maybe it would yeah. be. <laughs> depends on yeah. Depends on the depends studio, on where you record, the studio you're, you're right using right and the engineers you're using for sure. Yeah, because I have it. Where did you record that one? That's I record everything at the bomb shelter in Nashville. Yeah. Um, 
and Andrea does all of the engineering on it. Which made him, I don't know, we just work good together. It's like the, it feels like a very uh, traditional Nashville way of recording. Um, you know, he just does it. He loves to do it that way. He's like, you know, if you can't do it live, then why the fuck do it kind of situation. Um, and then I guess you just get a, a more authentic product right out the gate. I mean, you can definitely pay him to sit there for two weeks and make like some crazy shit. I, I know that he was working on the Beyonce record, uh, whenever I was there last time in Nashville, he like, say, like, Oh, I got to go to the studio. I'm working on this new Beyonce record. And I was like, Holy fuck. Like, that's what you're doing. Like whenever you're not like fucking with assholes like me as you're like making <laughs> records with Beyonce. Cool. <laughs> like, uh, so I mean, I'm sure that she's not doing live cuts. <laughs> like, no. With a band. Uh, he was doing a bunch of key stuff because he has. I mean, he's an all analog studio for the most. I mean, he has some digital stuff there, That's obviously. But saying that. Did yeah, they make so, it Beyonce records in an analog studio. Well, as for all the key stuff. Oh. Yeah, I think. I mean, maybe I shouldn't be talking about that. Who knows? But it's too late. I mean, I'm not going to. Too tell late anybody. now. I won't tell anybody either. Right. I'm going to publish this online. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Seymour. Just so you guys know, Andrea's on the new fucking Beyonce tip. That's the. <laughs> she went country. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, really? <laughs> Just kidding. No. Hey, she's from Houston. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, you never know. Swing and bang. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Man, that would be pretty cool, though, actually. A fucking Beyonce. Beyonce did a, yeah, um, if she did a country record, I would buy the shit yeah, out of that. Like her and the Dixie Chicks just fucking team up and fucking <laughs> yeah, just lay the heat down. Hey, as long as Lloyd Maines is on steel, I'm in. Let's go. Dude, it yeah, could that be. Yeah, dude's good, man. See, now we're talking some good shit here. We got mm-hmm. million dollar ideas. Mm-hmm. Hear that? Beyonce, if you're listening. You hear that? Yeah. yeah. She's really into she's the podcast. Yeah. yeah. She's she's that. Well, she's from here, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, of course, you know. Yeah. Oh, I, Turns out she lives a block away as well. well I think I think we, we did have like... Actually, she, she yeah. might very well live... These, these houses over here, over in Dude's Neighborhood, like that's a... That's a neighborhood. I told Berkeley when I pulled up over here that I was like, man, I was like, that guy, I'm in the wrong neighborhood. I was like, there's no way that I'm in the right spot over here. Rice Village. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, there's some big, some BSDs over here. This neighborhood. They're like all multi-million dollar yeah. houses. Yeah. And then there's our little bungalow. Yeah. That's, that's We're over here in a duplex. We're like, hey, how's it going? When we signed the lease, we sat in the front yard and drank 40s. <laughs> from that point on we never really fit in <laughs> they were just like oh it's those people well you know it's funny you walk through this neighborhood over here this is a neighborhood for those who don't know in houston <laughs> houston has very uh lax zoning laws so you can have multifamily right next to a five million dollar mansion and or a strip club or yeah or a gas station there's this really weird apartment complex up the stairs right next or up the street just right next to uh you know, two and three million dollar houses. That's just saying about the neighborhood. It's just, it's crazy. You, yeah. Any given time you drive by there, whether it's one o'clock in the afternoon or three o'clock in the, in the morning, there's a couple of people standing outside. 
I don't know what they're doing, but they're We should go see what, what's up. Yeah, we can go up there, dude. We'll take a walk. <laughs> hey, you remember that guy you found on the boat ramp? Yeah. <laughs> similar situation. Yeah, very assume. similar situation. Yeah. Well, hey, like, when I, last yeah. time I went on a walk over there, I got propositioned. And I didn't really, I didn't really Not realize. Not drugs. No. I didn't realize what was happening at the time. And this, and this girl starts get? talking to me, and I was like, yeah, hey, you know. She, she, she was like, hi. I'm like, hey, how's it going? You know. This is, you know, 12 at night or something. And she's, and she, she's like, do you want me? And I was like, oh, oh. no, no, I'm good. No, oh, thanks. Yeah. And then she's like, no, do you want me? And I was like. Like, well, I guess. No, I'm. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm. I mean, since you put it that way. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm, I'm good. Oh, oh, that. That's what you want. Okay. No, no, I'm good. Yeah. So that was why I told her. I was like, "No, no, no, no! I'm, I'm not. That's not." I'm did just you, did you make her take a polygraph test, <laughs> <laughs> ma'am? Do no. you want to go two stepping tonight? Yeah. I was like, "No, I'm just, I'm just out for a walk. <laughs> I walk at midnight because that's the only time yeah. that it's a reasonable there's a whole temperature song about in the summertime." Yeah, there is a song. There's a whole that. song about that. Oh. What's after midnight? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, same thing. Well, I wasn't looking. For, only, I wasn't looking for her. You can only walk time. around at midnight for sixty seconds, but yeah, I was just yeah. The, the whole the song is about the whole day. Yeah. Anytime it's not midnight, it's after midnight. I would assume. Yeah, because midnight is really it's just sixty. Yeah, getting seconds. real deep around here. Well, <laughs> I never thought about that way. Hmm. <laughs> Next time I'm listening to that song, I'll I'll think about that. Yeah. But yeah, it could be any time of day you want. Yeah. Anyway, that's the great thing about Houston. You can have, you know, that kind of thing right next to a $2 million home. So, you never know. Beyonce could be in that neighborhood right there. Yeah. I mean, I was expecting to see a whole bunch of cool, like, uh, <laughs> DJ Screw and, like, Pimp C, like, murals all over the whole city. And I haven't seen one yet. There's a pretty cool Obama mural down on, uh, like, what street is that? Mate, is no, Obama no, from fucking Houston? What no, the, why just, is there a fucking no, Obama thing here? Like Obama down there. That's right. on the side of. It's uh, by the Breakfast Club, right? Yeah, it's on the side of the Breakfast Club. Yeah. And then they had that Chuck Berry mural yeah, yeah. up the street on. Where is that? That's Buff Holman, same area. Yeah. There's yeah. so there's certain parts of Houston where there are a bunch of different murals you yeah. can find. But they're pretty but cool. No DJ Screw or. No, I think there is a sure pimp, there is a yeah. Pimp C mural in town. Yeah. Very good. I can't I'm a big Pimp C fan. If you don't, we'll have know. to go. We'll have to go look. We we'll have to go search it online. Yeah, we'll Jamie, Jamie, pull it. Where's our fucking intern, dude? I don't know. <coughs> it's late. You know, interns sleep sometimes. Not ours. He has a. He has a. You can't boat. not get paid if you're he has sleeping. A boat ramp speed guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> he's not his night job in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> So just shaking up Gatorade bottles. Do we mention that the internship doesn't pay a lot? You know? Like, pretty much nothing. Yeah, Patrick gave him a bag of candy last week. <laughs> hey, with that being said, if you're listening to this and you want to come be an unpaid intern... Oh, yeah. Come on. Let's go. I would support that. Anybody's dream of being an intern here. Yeah. If I you've would. ever dreamed about being an unpaid intern... That's the place to do it. Loosely run, yeah. Third-rate podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you can get a hooker over. like a block away. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, go back to that. Hey, do you want me? Actually, yes, I want you to be an intern. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How much do you charge for filing? Yeah. <laughs> What's Man, your hourly rate? Yeah. 
hundred bucks? No, we can't pay. No, it, yeah. it's an unpaid. It's unpaid. It's internship. Unpaid internship. Well, you can get candy. Yeah. You want some soda water? <laughs> we got both of those things yeah. here. And a bunch of venison. You could. Yeah. Yeah. You could be paid in venison. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much. I don't. I think that's illegal. I don't have actually. that much. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's illegal. It's it only illegal if you get caught. Well, I mean, broadcasting all over the world. I didn't. I said allegedly. Yeah. We'll pay them in venison. Allegedly. There's no venison for sale. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. no. We would offer it and barter a trade, though. Yeah. That's different. That's, that's, I think that's what you're, you're bartering yeah. with that person, right? Technically. I bet that the lady up the street has all the answers that we need like the legal so is, <laughs> is what she's doing illegal if we do it for good well, i'm not saying i would yeah, do that but, yeah, but i mean you know theoretically yeah it's just a it's a good question i, I bet know. she knows the answers i bet there's ways around it a hundred dollars how about some chili man? how about a hundred dollars in <laughs> gift cards because then it's bartering you I know got, so. yeah. <laughs> i got summer sausage chili meat hamburger yep a lot cheaper than the old-fashioned way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The problem is it might end up costing you more in the long run. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of venison are you? You got? Uh, that's cut. whenever I whenever I chime in, you can cut it. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> whenever this, I chime in, you can cut it. Yeah. No, no. This I is, got some venison no. over at home. I'm, I was curious if you'd be interested in trading. Oh, oh yeah, so I got you guys doing a venison trade? Yeah, live got, on the internet. This is whitetail. I got uh, what do I got? I got chili meat, hamburger meat, summer sausage, uh, some backstrap, round steak. Ooh. Like we got the tested everything. Do you hunt yourself? Yeah, I got that one. Yeah, yeah. Nice. This is I'm I'm a meat hunter though. I'm not a I'm not a trophy hunter. We had this conversation really, earlier today. Yeah, I'm not I'm not concerned with with antlers. I just I want meat. Yeah, that's all I want. <laughs> I like good meat. You know, I eat a, a lot of meat, and I want good meat. Yeah, yeah, and do it in a way that's like respectable, where you're like, yeah. "Oh, it's you know a little unethical to be killing animals, but at the same time, it's unethical to be buying animals that are treated like shit in the store." Yeah, this <laughs> is way worse. Yeah. yeah, I used to live in a hippie house with a with a bunch of folks that were you know vegetarians, vegans, and stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, I brought some I brought some hog one time from Texas, and they're like, oh no, we don't want to eat that. That's nasty. Oh, that's weird. Nasty. I'm like, hey. This is the, this is some of the most humane meat you can get. This is free range, you know, organic, humanely killed. Like this thing, this thing was. It's also delicious. It lived a happy life until the last four seconds of its life. And yeah, yeah. It's it's the best way for a hog to live. So uh, yeah, I guess you guys have a bunch of hogs down here, huh? No, right, there everywhere. Oh, yeah, we might see some tomorrow. We well, go I there. hope not. No. <laughs> Y'all want to take that? There ain't nothing. I hate seeing more than a hog. <laughs> you can take the AR with you, and you can just you know, yeah. bring them back. Well, look, I got I put one in my carry on, so the AR <laughs> hog. The hog. <laughs> yeah, whichever. I had to pay extra. It said my baggage was overweight. Yeah, but, but yeah. So anyway, no, actually, I did that. I took the I took the hog back in my checked luggage. Did you? In an airplane? Yeah, I put it in the freezer overnight. Yeah, so it was all frozen. Put some dry ice in there to keep it cold on the way to the airport. Yep. By the time we got to the airport, dry ice was gone. By the time we got to California, the hog was. I don't know if I'm admitting to something illegal here. I don't know. Maybe I should yeah, not you transport should not talk hogs. About these, uh, well, I mean, it was, yeah, it was a it was hog that you me. bought. You bought that hog, and it, it was, was yeah, anyway. uh, FDA approved. USDA. Well, we got 
I got it to California and it was not frozen anymore, but it was still cold and stuck in the freezer and had a hog for, for several months after that. There so, you go. It was good. Can't complain with that. Yeah. What song are you going to play for us, man? Man, what did, what did you want to hear? I guess you're probably get a guitar out, huh? Probably. If you want to call it that. That's, that's right. You don't, you don't play a... Yeah, he can't play that. There's a banjo yeah. out there. Yeah, there's a banjo. Oh, you could play oh, a banjo. Banjos yeah. are loud as fuck, though. They sure are. Especially with that resonator on it. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I had that off for like several years. Yeah. Because it was too fucking loud. And then I, when I moved here, I put it back on. Just All so my banjos, I put like a a rag behind the truss rod in the head. Mm-hmm. Like in between them. Even the, the ones I used to play with hang rounders and stuff were all like that too. They're all muted. Yeah. Um, no, they're too loud. That's why I don't play it anymore because it's, it's too yeah. loud. And I mean, it's... You know, they shouldn't make an electric banjo, which I've had three of them because they're like the shittiest sounding instrument in the world, anyways. <laughs> well, so that's why I pulled the resonator <laughs> off of that one because I put a pickup in it. Yeah. And, and that's like, why I'll I play, play a tiny a tiny miniature guitar now because yeah. banjos sound so bad that I don't want to yeah. be, you know, I have a, a tinny voice in general and mix with a banjo, it's even worse. Yeah, it's cool. Well, it's cool. What song would you want to hear? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Um, you need a, you're trying to get a bed. I see what's going on here. No, man. You know, it, it's not, it doesn't have to, <laughs> Hey, you want to play a song and get the fuck out of here? It so doesn't have anything to do with hey, the this fact is, that I... This is your fault here. You're, you're No, I blame this song. You made Rich. this bed. You kept me up. You made times. this bed that you got to lay in it. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think the one about your stepdad... <laughs> Wait, wait, the one where the one where he shoots the Oh uh, Wet and Lines. My, my, my Jimmy Buffett tribute song. Yeah. Your Jimmy Buffett tribute song. Before you play, let's talk about that, man. Uh, who's your top five songwriters? Uh top five. It's gonna be Jimmy Buffett, Guy Clark, Jimmy Rogers. Um Let's see. Probably Jerry Jeff Walker. And uh, this is a tough one, man. I don't really think about it too often. Um, hmm. Maybe that's it. Maybe I don't have a. Maybe I don't even have a top, got a top five. Four. Yeah, I got a top four. <laughs> Who's at the top of that pile? Jim, Jimmy Buffett's right, right at the top. See, man. Jimmy Buffett. Sometimes I have a hard time with Jimmy Buffett, man. Explain yourself. Explain yourself. Do you want me to just play a Jimmy Buffett song instead? Because <laughs> yeah. I will. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, Actually, you can play whatever you want. You can man. play whatever you want, man. Can you hear that on there? It's like, you could have a flea fart in the next room that Michael pick it up. It's flea flatulence. Everybody poops, man. I think anytime I ever hear the the word fart, dealing with like music or audio, anything, I always think of fucking Airheads. Yeah. The movie? Yeah, whenever Adam Sandler is playing Pip and he's like, I ain't farting on no snare drum. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. I think even time I just hear the word fart, I always think of him saying that. So you want to hear... Yeah, the song's called Bent Poles. Uh, 
And it was about my stepdad, who's a real piece of shit. Um, I'm gonna say, like, my stepdad. He was my stepdad when I was like, I don't know, 10 years old or something like that. And, they, and I noticed you said this earlier. You're like, I'm gonna sing a song about a stepdad that I had. Yeah. Like a yeah. stepdad. Yeah, like, yeah not my stepdad. It was yeah, a Yeah, I think stepdad. my mom's been married like six times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's, she's married now. Um, and I think it's the first time in her whole life she's ever been happy, so that's good. That's good they've, to hear. they've been together for almost, she's probably like close to 15 years now, so I'm happy that that finally worked out for her. But there's a lot of real shitty dudes, and I think it was like, there's a weird common denominator where they were all like, they were all cabinet workers. Like, a, my mom had a type, <clears throat> they were all cabinet workers. <laughs> I have no idea why that was a thing, but it seriously was. I remember her, she, Married one of them and then like dated like six other cabinet workers, and they just used me as like free child labor. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, this is about my stepdad. He's a real piece of shit. Um, and uh, I said this earlier tonight that you know, uh, if you can't learn some stuff from like shitty people. And uh, take some good out of every situation you're in, then you're probably just as shitty as them. Uh, which he was a real piece of work, and uh, it doesn't mention anything about a stepdad or anything besides, like, you know, just some memories I had with him and our, some shit that he said to me that I was like, man, I was like, that's a hell of a thing you told me, and somehow 30 years later it still stuck with me, so I guess it needed to be a song or something, or I guess it made a good hook for a song at least, so. Uh, it's called Bent Poles. I've surely wasted plenty of time And I've searched for myself until dawn's first light Well, a memory, it haunts me And cuts deep to my being Sitting on a rusty old tailgate Beside that stone's river stream I hate back that old truck up Right along the bank And turn on the AM receiver We would listen to the UT game We could talk all night Boy, you gotta tie those sinkers tight When you're casting out to this muddy thing called life Well, it's bent poles and honey holes They're the better things in life Don't you go wasting your time searching life will surely pass you by. This is the part where it normally sounds like a whip past Jimmy Buffett songs. There's a whole bunch of like vibraphone and some steel drum and the steel just kinda gets real fucking islandy on it. But I'm not gonna play that part right now for you. <laughs> and I can tell you one thing. 
Buddy, one thing's for sure Is that the man you'll be tomorrow He's the same one that you were before So don't you go wasting your time searching, son You left the keys in the door You can leave an honest impression Just being who you are it's bent poles and honey holes They're the better things in life Don't you go wasting your time searching Life will surely pass you by There it is Sound good Yeah it's weird because I know that it is like late and you live in a, a shared building, so I don't want to, you know, holler too loud. Uh, you know, do what we can do here. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was good. I haven't gotten a text message yet. Yeah. They're not like, hey, shut the fuck up up there. No, I'm talking about hookers all night up there. <laughs> I know. No, it's, it's, it's pretty good. They'll, if, it's, if it gets too loud, they'll send a text message. So and I haven't seen one yet. So that's good. I mean, I'm not trying hasn't, to. The computer hasn't dinged. No, it has. You'll hear it if it does. (laughs) Actually, I think we turned it off last or two episodes ago. Maybe I don't know. Oh, so you're lying about it the whole time? Jeez. No, it's it's on there. The early earlier episodes. Yeah, it's it's on there. Saved for posterity. Yeah. You know. Well, I'm gonna be listening back. I'm gonna try and pick it all apart. You know, fact check. (laughs) Fact check this whole situation. Oh yeah. Man, we're, we're not telling lies. We'll call here. fucking Alex Jones and have him fucking really dive into this. <laughs> <laughs> Fact check the gay frogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, how long did it take you to write the whole album? The whole album, uh, man, it's so weird. Like I said earlier, the way I, I write everything is kind of like sparse or whatever. But I think that I wrote every song on that record on the new record in probably two months three months but it was like a year of just kind of like working on them you know uh shopping them afterwards because i did like the magnolia sessions and then i spent the last year building a a new band so that was like a big part of it i guess you spent a year building a new band what like what what does that mean well so like i uh my old band hang rounders uh which is like we called it a honky tonk band, but it was like it was country music for country musicians. It wasn't like like every pedal steel player that like heard Ty and stuff was always just so nerded out about it because he doesn't. I don't know. Pedal steel players like love those fucking licks, and they love their you know they just sit there and play the same goddamn licks all the time. And that's not a uh, talking shit on pedal steel players. That's like it's a such a insane black magic instrument to be able to play those licks so it's like to make this thing make a sound at all that sounds pleasurable is insane yeah um but ty was just like he's just a kooky weird dude that's like a rock and roll guitarist that got into pedal steel so and he never listened to country music before being in hang runners and stuff like that so like pedal steel players are always like what the fuck lick is this like where did you learn this thing and he's like oh i'm just like I don't know anything about any of this stuff, so I've just been kind of winging it as I go. So that was always a cool thing 
with those dudes and then the rest of the band was all like either from like rock and roll or like uh dan our drummer like he was a, a classical drummer in like a timpani symphony before he played drums for us so it's like just a eclectic mix of musicians that were all amazing musicians but like it just didn't sound like country music and i'm just like a shitty country dude that they were like hey we want you we'll play with you man like you write these country songs and i was like all right cool and then we put that band together but uh kurt bought a bar down in trinidad the trinidad lounge so he moved from denver and then ty had his first baby and then our uh buddy matthew who played bass for us had his first baby and then they were like how the fuck have you guys been doing this with kids the whole time like so it just kind of the band's on hold right now we're not broken up by any means but at the same time it's like we all got so much other shit going on um so i wrote that i wrote the record i guess the magnolia sessions was like i wrote that in like about two months and did the magnolia sessions and then sat on it for a year and then built a new band was kind of the way that that worked out so i guess it's i've had the record for a year and then we just recorded it last month so so why 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 did you sit on it for a year hmm oh just because i was trying to get a band together i mean it was like you know covid times and shit so it was like and then the dudes that i'd played music with forever were all doing other shit and had to kind of figure it out and now i have like the most metal country band ever okay. <laughs> uh it was like they're all in metal bands and stuff uh which fucking rules they make some uh they make some pretty good musicians yeah there in the metal world for sure and then yancey our drummer is like it's it's where we click is like he's his one of his favorite songwriters is jimmy buffett as well jimmy mm-hmm. buffett and uh uh geez jerry jeff walker are like his favorites in country and then but he's just an insane metal drummer so it's like no like whenever he told me he loves jimmy buffett i was like what the fuck like that's what you're into and he was like yeah man that's like one of my favorites uh so yeah the new band is just basically a whole i stole a bunch of metal bands musicians to make a new country band so does he show up to gigs with a double bass pedal no, but he like he has like fifteen of them. I'm sure. You toss a solo over to him when you're introducing the band. You're yeah. like, "Hey, this is Jimmy on drums." And he's like, yeah. Oh. "Yeah, that's." He's an ins- yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Hey guys, can we add some saxophone on this?" And they're like, "God damn it, Jono, I hate what you're doing." No. Uh, no, so just, did you see him do that head nod right there? Because I told you he hates saxophone on country music. Dude, mm-hmm. so not a fan. Man, here's a big thing about me and, and horns in general is that uh, Dylan Earl laughs about this all the time. Uh, he's like, man, he's like, I distinctly remember you saying that horns have no place in country music. And That's I was like, exactly what I said. And I still stand by that. They absolutely do not have a place in country music. I fucking hate horns with a passion. But for what we're doing, it's so fucking goofy and fun <laughs> that it's like uh, Dan from Any Corp Records is like, he's like, man, did you just like start like a Saturday Night Live core band? And I was like, you know what? It does kind of sound like that. And I felt kind of bad whenever uh, the old boy from Deer Tick was playing sax because he's like warming up. And I was like, hey, man, I was like, sounds like you know what you're doing and it sounds real good and i was like but can you just make that thing sound like shit and just like real dirty and just like <laughs> i was like just like honk a horn a whole bunch on top of this and he was like oh so you don't want me to like be a good musician on it and i was like no i just kind of want like some 
honking sax on top of these like shitty like 70s grooves <laughs> and he was like oh all right that's i mean you're paying me to do it so whatever yeah. it is uh but i don't know the saxophone is so fun uh andy who plays with us like whenever we're in denver and stuff he plays with nathaniel rateliff um and he's just an old bud from denver and he's a ripping uh baritone sax player and so for like i mean we only have it on a couple songs and it's like it's just so fun to just have like just the silliness of like the songs are so like butt rocky in general like just those <laughs> like just like 70s grooves and just to have a honking sax on top of it makes it fun like you know it's like a it's a satire on myself i guess at that point and it's I mean, I respect the musicians that play those instruments. I'm not talking shit on Zach's phone. Yeah. But <clears throat> I don't I don't like it in country music whatsoever. And I'm not like a horns guy. But it's like, man, it's so yeah, that's, fun. But, that's where I'm at. I'm like, I can I can dig, you know, some some experimental jazz on a saxophone or so, like yeah. you know, so in, in a in the a one synth. we did the the seven inch that I put out last year uh those horn dudes because uh, that was like a you know like a three-piece horn section or whatever um and it's just on one soul song which i mean it fits the song because it's a soul song yeah but it was those for soul dudes, it's great yeah and it's yeah. it's jerry lewis's horn section so i'm not gonna be like yeah you guys yeah. fucking suck yeah. like i don't want this on here it's like all right cool i get to like put like a real piece of history into my music then i'm definitely going to take the advantage of that if it's offered to me <laughs> you know, what about the trumpet though well i, I mean, know that you're a ska band you know yeah you yeah i think the trumpet yeah, has a place good. in country music it doesn't man because nah, you, well, i'll tell you right now i know that exactly where you're going with it is that like the western thing but western music's not country music like I don't know. It's just the thing, like the the horse trotting through the desert with the like. I don't. That doesn't sound country to me. You know. Uh, so you draw the line between western and country. Oh, I do. But you can have cowboy songs, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, then Lizzie wrote that one cowboy song. Uh, cowboy song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I think I feel this. I think like I feel joke. the same way about. <laughs> Trumpet and country as I do sax and country. Okay. So like an- another example. Well, western this, sounds hokey to me. Like next, western the next is 10 like songs I'm putting out with trumpet, saxophone, full horn section, just to spite both. It's <laughs> just just a full yeah. horn record. I don't even want it on there. Yeah. I don't even. I'm just, well, so let, 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 you, let me give you an example of this. Like Tom T. Hall has a song called "The, the Year That Clayton Delaney Died." Yeah, I remember the year yeah. that Clayton Delaney died, and then you get assaulted. I feel like I need some jazz hands and like we're gonna go down to New Orleans, play some Dixieland jazz. I'm just like, no, no, that was a fine song, and you just just somebody took a shit right in the middle of the living room, (laughs) just honked right on top of it. (laughs) No, dude, I'm I'm gonna book a gig. I'm not into that. Playing bass for me. And I'm not going to tell them there's going to be a horn section, yeah. dude. Here's, well, here's like I'm not yeah. I'm not shitting on the instrument, and I'm not shitting on trumpet players. On I'm not shitting on sax players. Yeah. They got their place, and it's not it's country not music. country music. Yeah, it's no, just, I'm gonna uh, we're gonna but play luckily, nothing see, but shuffles that's, and that's night. where I get away with it is because uh, this new record is not a country record. I mean, yeah, we talked the, about the that songs. Earlier. The songs are, I mean, they're country mm-hmm. in the sense that they're you know three chord songs and shit like that, but like. It's not a country. The new record's not a country record. It's definitely just a rock and roll, like southern rock, 
I don't know, like what else you'd call it. I guess Mungo Jerry meets Rolling Stones was the <laughs> description that somebody said in a good way or a bad way. Who knows? Some boat but, ramp rock is what it is. Yeah, boat ramp rock. You know, I'm boat music. I play boat music now, man. Yeah. You know, I'm like country music's fucking out, overplayed. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so, but I think that there's there is a big difference in especially like the Western with the trumpets and stuff yeah. is that. A lot of that was just like movie music that was never real music. It was yeah. like literally just soundtrack music. And then it was adapted, I guess, by, you know, the Western, like. Or they're using Big Bang. Marty Robbins. Like they're using. They're yeah, using, but was he Marty did a Robbins lot of country Western. or what? Well, he, did, he was predominantly Western, wasn't he? But, but yeah, he has some country songs. <laughs> but he also, he yeah, kind of played outside the lines. To, they started to do. Yeah, they started. I'm just, I just ruffled so down. many feathers. Somebody no, listening to this is like, yeah. did that dude just ask if Marty Robbins was fucking country? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I thought. But no, it really what it comes down to, and I learned this from uh, uh, old fucking Tyler's podcast. This it all comes down to how Billboard classified shit in the fifties. Yeah. That's all it was. That's the only reason country and western were yeah. together. And genres are just stupid in general now. Like it's agreed. Like we live. Agreed. I think we're. I think we've gotten past the genres agreed. in general. Uh, somebody. What was it? Uh, we were playing with Paul Cawthon uh, a couple of years ago, and somebody was talking to Kurt, and they're like, "Man, they're like, I fucking love that guy. He's like the country Elvis." And then Kurt just looked at me, he's like, "Elvis was the country Elvis. What the fuck are you talking about?" Like, <laughs> was, I was like, "Man, that's so funny to like try and like classify something like that, and then like I think literally it, just describe something else." Yeah. And it's like, "Yeah, I think genres are just kind of over and done." I kind of think of it more as the the country Neil Diamond. But that's just me. That's hey, you know, Diamond's great too, dude. I, his yeah, I his new song Diamond. "Country as Fuck." The first time I heard that song, I was like, "This is the dumbest shit in the fucking world." And then, I haven't heard it. And then, and then, and then I got it. It's a whole fucking joke. It's just a big joke. The whole, this whole, the whole song's a joke. And then once I got that, I was like, "Yeah, yeah," because he's singing about. Yeah, anyway, he's singing about being country as fuck. Like, I'll do this and I'll do that. And dirt roads and whatnot. I don't even remember the words to it. But what other we, first time I heard it, I was like, this is dumb as shit. Yeah. Fuck this guy. And then I was like, wait a minute. Oh, it's tongue in cheek. I get it. I like it. Let's go. I know we said we wouldn't talk shit on this thing, but oh, he God. does have that song. No, no, no. We're not, it's, <laughs> I'm not talking shit. Oh, no. I was saying I know that we, we talked about this last yeah. time that we wouldn't be a, a shit-talking thing. But no, we're never shit I'm just going to say that that dude has that cocaine song. Yeah. Cocaine. Yeah. It goes just like that, yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't <laughs> like to talk about my drug habits in public a whole bunch, but I definitely have spent my time doing a lot of drugs and whenever we played with him i offered that dude some cocaine and he was like we don't do that so i don't know if that song's true or somebody else wrote it or what <laughs> like wait a minute oh. but i know that that dude uh. doesn't do cocaine for me <laughs> that's a fact. maybe maybe he just thought it was crystal you know yeah, he's like, that dude has fucking got boat ramp speed. And it's not, he's like, that's not cocaine. I listen to your songs, John. Yeah. So to be clear, just in case my mom or my grandma's listening, we do not do cocaine or boat ramp speed yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. We do no. drink beer. Yeah. We there's no, beer. there's yeah. no drugs being taken while we're on the podcast. That's no. true. Yeah. yeah. But there's a, a street lamp down the road. No. I'm sure there is. Yeah. You can get your thrills yeah. on Richmond Avenue. Houston, Texas. <laughs> There's a lady who will. There was a. There was an. There after, might be your. 
Dude, there was I just need to call I just need to call bullshit where I see it. You know, I'm trying yeah. to be that I'm not trying to be an asshole, but I'm just in my experience, I think that song is fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Hear that, Paul? Oh, oh God. It'd be funny if Paul calls us. Like, we're like, we don't. Know, I, need, I need to get on the podcast, is, and podcast and clear the air. Yeah, I need to clear the air around He's here. not one of our forty-eight listeners. No, you know? and everybody's like, "Man, that dude John just sucks." He's like saying Marty Robbins isn't country. He's fucking talking shit on my favorite country he singer. Even, he even made it himself. He doesn't make country records. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's making boat rock. Yeah, boat rock. Boat rocks. Is that like yacht yacht rock? But with yeah, a kind I'm, I'm of gonna be. Budget? I'm basically gonna slowly <laughs> turn it into Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Basically, it's gonna give me like two more years, and it's gonna be so much more contemporary. It's gonna be great. He's like a he's like he's like bass boat Buffett. You know, <laughs> I don't know if he's all those shirts that we have that the Chris do with the bass boat is what they say on them. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, listen to John Leroy, the Chris do with the bass boat. If I coined that phrase on me, and I've made a whole bunch of shirts that said "fish around and find out" on the back. <laughs> fish around and find out. Oh yeah, I like, that. I like that. Well, hey boys, we should take just a quick minute to Dude. give a shout out to our sponsors. Oh yeah, yeah. You mean the makers of fine Western wear? Fine Western wear, right here in Houston, Texas. Yeah, Kenimer, Kenimer Co. Yeah, we got this little uh, little jingle. Pop in right here. Y'all ready? Here it comes. I like to wear my cowboy pants With a custom suit that's made to match There's lots of brands that I could name But there's only one too wild to tame well, if you want to look good, you all should know. Camarco is a place to go. And that was brought to you by the highway, man. Is that who that was? Yeah. You didn't hear it? sounded a little off. It didn't sound like Cole Reeves to me at all. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have all these bits that I don't know about. Well, we got so we have we have uh, we have a sponsor for the program. They're our buddies, the Kenimers. They make fantastic. Actually, that red shirt that's out there on the couch. Oh, cool! Uh, Bonnie made that. Bonnie made that, or Ben made that hat there. There's another one in there that Ben made, and they, uh, you know, they outfit us here, keep us looking good here in Houston. Keep looking right. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're uh, if you're trying to step out in the in the evening and look good doing it. Kenamerco's the place to go. Are they here local? And they Houston? are. Yep, they're about uh, five minutes drive that way. <clears throat> that's yeah. That's you got to pass the you got to pass the grill over here and actually you <laughs> can drive past. That's the grill opposite direction. That's the opposite Stop. direction. Oh, yeah. that was down here, right? Oh uh, yeah, that's it's right. Block off. But. Yeah, but you can get drugs at that underpass. I hear Whoa. allegedly. Oh wow. really? Yeah, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Get everything you need right there in Richmond. Yeah. Get your kicks on Richmond Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, John, what you got coming up 
what you got coming up next where Man, are you headed? you said uh, you're out you're fixing to go out on tour i think you're going to california aren't you? i'm going to california big west coast i'm big time now you know i Damn. put out that uh i did a western as fuck video now i'm just you're, huge as shit you know big country star and you're uh, gracing us with your presence here on this a, lowly a big podcast. music star not didn't country. you hear his album they're all hits yeah they're all hits all no hits. b-sides that's no new, b-sides yep. uh yeah, I'm heading out to California, hitting some West Coast dates, which I never have to do with hangrounders, so I'm happy to go out there. And uh, Nikki Lane invited us out to go do Stagecoach and play with them out there, so we're going to go do that. And that'll be a, some big-time shit. Uh, she's, so, a, she's a fan of the Kennemers. She's wearing their stuff, too. Yeah. yeah. Sounds about right. That's yeah. right up Nikki Lane's alley. Oh, yeah. She she has a great little store in Nashville. Her high-class hillbilly is what's mm-hmm. called there. Um. But yeah, so she invited us out to do that. Uh, we were, we, I've been supposed to play stage shows the last three years, and then it's been canceled yeah. every time. So it's kind of fun. Or we're gonna see how it goes, and you know, who knows? It could. I might just be like, man, stage shows fucking sucks. But I'm hoping it's gonna be a great time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's. I'm playing with a bunch of good dudes. Jonathan Terrell's gonna be on on those shows too, which is fun. Uh, oh, Feral Terrell. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that dude can write some whip ass songs. Yeah, he yeah. can, man. Yeah, he can. He's got a real top secret thing that I'm not allowed to talk about right now, him and Dylan Earl, but it's uh some good shit coming out coming out those boys. Uh so I'm happy to be playing with those dudes and uh I get to play Tim Tucker's playing the festival, which is uh, one of shit. my favorites of all time. Um, you know, not her new record she wrote a lot of the songs, but I wouldn't she's not in my top four songwriters because she right. isn't known for writing a lot of songs she uh and we we actually did a tina cover on the second hangrounders record out of beer out of here and bought the rights to texas when i die uh, so i own That's the right good... i own the rights to that song wait is, really yeah isn't like that crazy the all out rights yeah isn't that weird you own that <laughs> yeah i own it i and love I ch- that song. and i changed the lyrics to dixie when i die because i'm not from fucking texas i love that song. Yeah, that's, that's such a good one yeah you're uh, from tennessee i'm from tennessee i'm from the other t state uh it's not quite as big but i think it's better <laughs> yeah i know i'm in texas and yeah, i can't say these things see you Berkey's about to whip that. my ass you, you would say <laughs> well i'm i'm not a no, hey i'm an appalachia boy too yeah. man well i am a texan and i want to tell you this i'm yeah. through and through i'm yeah. true blue. five generations in any yeah. direction if you here's the way i see it i think <laughs> the folks that came and fought for the independence in texas back way back in the 1800s mm-hmm. a lot of them came from tennessee the way that mm-hmm. i look at it texans and tennesseans are they're like they're like brothers yeah you know like we got a lot of the same kind of got a lot of the same kind of stories going on we got a lot of the same kind of struggles we got very similar outlooks on life yeah i, I feel like we're brothers Fair enough. Yeah, and I, I go to Tennessee, and I'm just like, you know what? It's, feels like Texas, but it's like it's Texas, more, but more hillier, hillier, and yeah. greener. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, that's that's just because man, Texans think they're Southerners, and that's just not true. Not, See, in, my wife in East is, Texas, they are, but in West Texas, no. it, that is not the South. No, that's sorry. My wife is from Virginia, and she always talks about being Southern. I'm like, you're not from the fucking South. And she's like, I'm from the capital Confederacy, and I'm like, yeah, but that's. That's just barely in the yeah, south. I was like, you're just you're just an East Coast person, you know. Like Richmond is not the South. I'm sorry, it's just a different fucking place. Eastern Seaboard. Yeah, it's like Maryland practically. Man. Yeah, you're is literally Maryland in the South. Dude, I'm like, no. No. I'm like, man, you're like literally like three hours from fucking New York City. Like, fuck off. That's not the South. <laughs> uh, no. 
And I don't know if you can't get fucking catfish at the corner store, then I don't think it's the South. Yeah, that's just if uh, if 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 you ask for tea, they don't bring you anything but sweet tea. Yeah, then it's not the yeah, South. Yeah, they don't ask if you yeah. want sweet or unsweet. Do you want some or... sugar packets with that? No. Yeah. That's you want really some nice. sugar packets with that sweet tea? Yeah. <laughs> this is the deal. I actually I, I tested this. <laughs> that's one when time. you know yeah. you're in the south. Yeah. Yeah. If they ask you if you want sugar packets with your sweet tea, then you're in the fucking south. I tested this. They're like, one do you time. want some Driving diabetes to, with your tea? Driving up to Maine one time, I tested this, and I figured out that the line is somewhere around the southern border of Ohio, where they you say when you go to a restaurant, you order tea. They stop asking you. What kind? They well, they oh, stop sorry. asking you sweet or unsweet. Yeah, and they start asking you hot or cold. Oh yeah, see that's yeah. I don't, I don't Down know, here, I, I ain't say, never lived nowhere where they ask you if you want fucking hot tea. Exactly. <laughs> they don't even ask you. Sweet Down here, or unsweet you ask. Yeah. You say tea. They're like, oh, you want sweet or unsweet? Yeah. yeah. See, that's how that's how you know you're not. Or if you're down here, somebody asks you what do you want to drink, you can just say unsweet. They know exactly what you want. Well, how do you That's defend sweet. the fact that you guys don't have slow-cooked grits at your grocery stores? Why do you cook grits slowly? That's not a thing here. 20 minutes. It takes 20 minutes to make grits, man. I don't know. I didn't grow up with grits because you're not in the South. Yeah. Well, this is like kind of like a... That's, some, that's more that's West a, Texas, yeah. isn't it? See, well, I, I mean, it's there's, like... There's a weird thing where I think Texas should be split in half. Yeah, because like, like West Texas is, is such a different place than it East is Texas. East Texas is totally different. Yeah, it's yeah. very different. It's a different world. You guys got trees. You <laughs> got the hill country. Like, well, pretty, you got, like pretty landscapes, and the other side is just like desolate. Like I don't know, it's just like a wasteland over there. That's like basically it's, desolate, like, yeah. it's basically like I think I don't know, like maybe West Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona should just be its own state. Like it's just kind of this like that. yeah, you know, you could. Separatist. You know. What would you call it? Uh, West Texas. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's like West Virginia. Maybe actually, West. maybe that's Texas West should just Texas. absorb that's fucking West, New Mexico. Yeah, maybe you guys should just absorb New Mexico. And I think Arizona. the West, the people in West Texas would be really down with that. They're like, wait, you're just gonna give us all this land, and we yeah. can just call it West Texas? Like, yeah. hell yeah, let's hell go. yeah, fucking Texas. <laughs> like I said, it's it's a lot bigger than it looks on a map for sure. Well, I, it's 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 funny because culturally it's very different too, like different mm-hmm. parts of the state. Yeah. So he's talking about grits. I did yeah. not. So in West Texas, Southern food is not. It's not as big a thing. Yeah. But where you would get Southern food in East Texas, we get Mexican food out there. Like I grew up eating tamales at Christmas. You know, yeah, they they have have tamales, tamales and, and green chilies. Like yeah. that's like yeah. So I mean, that was like when we go out to eat, we're going to eat Mexican food. Like that was. You also get all the, the like the gumbo and the crawfish. We didn't get, we didn't get a lot in of that East out Texas. There. Yeah, get, in East Texas because this is Gulf Coast, oh, yeah. really. You know. Oh yeah, Houston is. But out there, I didn't have a crawfish yeah. until I was like twenty five. Like I, that's a damn didn't shame. Didn't even know that that was. But yeah. menudo, I was like seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I get, and I guess where you're you're from Austin, so you had both. You had the best best of both worlds. Yeah, breakfast tacos up there, right? Mexican food, yeah. yeah, yeah, boy, and and Southern food. Like I feel like Austin kind of is a melting pot for. I guess you get you get the two like combinations of like yeah. the desert mixed with the Cajun yeah. like shit, kind of just like all melts up there. We're just kind of lucky too because in Houston, man, oh, you get everything. You get everything. I mean, we have the most diverse population in the country. 
Yeah. Here. You want, mean, some, you want some Ethiopian food? Hey, we got boom. you. You want some good Cuban food or holler, or holler even, at the V at Or even if you want some seasonless English food, you know, yeah, you can true. find that here too. Yeah. We got a good spot in Denver called the Asian Cajun. Mm. That's like a, like a fusion restaurant. Yeah, it's like a Asian fusion Creole restaurant. Dude, I, <laughs> I went to sick. I went to like a vegan you can get, place. You can get there. crawfish, like just like a big old crawfish boil, like pot, mm-hmm. and like some really nice fucking sushi. <laughs> All in the same place. <laughs> it's fucking weird as hell. Dude, I went to a vegan restaurant there. It was like City of City. City of City. I worked at City of City. Yeah, man, that place yeah. was fantastic. I washed, man. I washed dishes at City of City when I first moved to Denver. And that was. 15 16 years ago yeah yep you know like i had like a like a seitan pastrami sandwich it's one of the best pastrami sandwiches i ever had in my life doesn't that make you upset yeah it makes me feel like i got <laughs> gypped on all that pastrami all the yeah. years i mean i've had there were some good delicatessens when i was in, in pittsburgh we had one place called schmitz old world deli and they made everything in house, and it was fantastic. Yeah. Until they tried to expand to multiple locations, and it just didn't work out for them. It happens. But, but that, that fucking vegan, <laughs> vegan, that, that Satan that pastrami, sa- Satan pastrami on yeah, Easter man. Sunday. You're talking about that's fucking sa- Satan pastrami that's over satanic here. Satanic Snatched pastrami. my soul, man. Snatched my soul. Vegans are fucking smart people, I guess. Come up with some ideas. You can, they're like, here, you want all the bad stuff out of bread? We can make it into a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a Satan's such a weird or Satan, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Satan. It's such a fucking weird idea. They're like, yeah, here's all the terrible shit that everybody's allergic to. Let's fucking mix it up and make a fucking yeah, dude. Make a gelatinous cube out of it and slice it up and call it pastrami. Dude, it's like it's like the it's like the bacon of the vegan world. Yeah, Satan. it's like everything yeah. not good. Yeah, like, but it tastes good. What's the most well, I mean, processed thing I can put in my body? Vienna sausage and <laughs> yes, I want a Satan and Vienna sausage sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> And could you split margarine on both sides of that, yeah. please? Thank you. <laughs> See, this we could move to Austin and open a restaurant and just put like uh, some pimento cheese on it. And then it's like yeah. the new hit. Just all the Sagebrush, if you're listening, this should be on your menu. Man, right I, our sandwiches are just, we just do nothing but the hits when it comes to the sandwiches, <laughs> yeah. man. You know what I mean? And we want all the hits. Just like, <laughs> oh, we don't make bad just, sandwiches. You just die. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got any allergy? Yeah, you're going to die when you eat the sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> So these are geared towards people with shellfish allergies. These yeah. are geared towards. <laughs> yeah, they just throw some shrimp in it for good luck. Oh man, one of my friends, he had like a like a peanut butter allergy or you know peanut, peanut allergy. allergy. Yeah, yeah. Or was, or was it only enough, peanut butter? It could, somebody. <laughs> it was just peanut butter. Yeah, it's only crushed now, up you, peanuts. You know how people will be like, "Oh, I'm allergic to citrus," and then be like. Yeah, I'll take an orange juice, and you're like, you're not allergic to citrus, you just don't like lemons, you yeah. know what I mean? Just to say you don't like them. You don't have to... Yeah, you don't have to say you're allergic. You don't have to say you're allergic. Right. You know? Dude, I used to do this with bell peppers. I like, really didn't like bell peppers for a long time, and I would tell people, like, don't, go to Subway, I'm like, I'm allergic to bell peppers, don't don't put that shit in my sandwich. Yeah. Dude, that's soft, dude. That's super soft. Yeah. Just that's a West just, Texas thing. Like, that's <laughs> a Boy Scout thing. <laughs> yeah. Man. Sometimes you just gotta be like, hey, listen, man. I find a pepper on that sandwich. 
I'm gonna whip some fucking ass. I'm gonna break here. some fingers. <laughs> Somebody's gotta fucking pay for this. Somebody's it's not me. <laughs> Excuse me, you sir, refund. sitting there innocently by the window, yeah. <laughs> fellow patron. You're, you're paying can, for this. You're paying for this. When did I tell them? Like, like you know, no bell peppers, and then they. Like somebody'd fuck up somewhere and put bell peppers on it. I'm like, all right, well now this whole thing tastes like bell peppers. I don't like bell peppers. I don't want to eat this. Yeah, I don't. So I started just I'm not a big fan of raw bell peppers. Yeah, well, I just started telling them like, hey, I'm allergic to bell peppers. Your first like, mistake, oh, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, here I'll make very sure there's no bell peppers on it. That's the answer I want when I tell you. Well, you know what your your no first mistake was though? Being soft. Well, outside of that, <laughs> that's that's really soft. just a condition. Okay, <laughs> being the voice guy. The byproduct of of that. Scenario was the fact that you went to Subway to begin with. Well, I mean, it, it was that's just an example. I could go anywhere. I could go like a pizza See, place. You know? Man, I'll you tell, tell them you, that. Tell them, pe- tell but them, pizza, hey, don't put bell peppers on my shit. They're like, sir, time, it's pepperoni pizza. Nobody's putting bell peppers on this. All right, good. The last time I ate Subway, this is a really, <laughs> it's a, I feel like kind of an asshole now thinking about it. The last time I ate Subway was, I was in Lockhart, Texas. <laughs> and, uh, my buddy Kurt and Matthew, who was playing bass for us, they were like, uh, we went and stayed at their buddy Mike. Uh, and he's like, Hey, you gotta go to Smitty's. He's like, That's like, he's like, If you want to get some good barbecue when you're down here, he's like, Fuck black. He's stuff. like, Go to Smitty's and yeah. do it right. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, and there, I saw that line and I was like, Man, fuck that. And I went to Subway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they like, they like waited the line and came back with like all this delicious ass barbecue. And I like literally went and got a vegetable sandwich at fucking Subway. When you started this story, I was this close to being like, bro, you were in Lockhart, you didn't go get some barbecue? Yeah. No, I went and got fucking Subway in the fucking Lockhart. That's what I did last time. The only uh, last time I ate Subway was in fucking Lockhart, Texas. That's what I did. Did you at least like scab a little bite off of their barbecue? No, I didn't. Well, Mike fed us a whole bunch of barbecue. He made us some barbecue at his house uh, the day before. So, and I don't know. I think I've, like, I smoke a lot of meat at the house and stuff. So it's like, I don't know, man. I can fucking make a brisket that tastes fine, yeah. and it's like I've already I've already experienced the Texas barbecue thing enough, yeah. and I've been to Lockhart enough that I've already had all the barbecue there. That's like I get that they wanted to do it, but that was my subway experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's always a problem. A bunch with, of like soggy, Texas like uh, like barbecue, kind of like crispy on one side and like soggy on the other, like cucumbers and shit on a sandwich. You gonna start some shit here, Bo? Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys you gonna just, start some shit. Y'all just do your barbecue. Is just kind of I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's not it's not like Carolina barbecue or anything. Hey, you know it. what I'm talking you're about? Over here. I want it. that white sauce. Yeah. Hey, I want some tell you mustard this. sauce, baby. I am I am very much into Texas, like Central Texas brisket, the Carolina barbecue, pulled pork with that vinegar sauce. I'm down, dude. Oh yeah, he's into the eastern eastern North Carolina, down east. Yeah, I'm down. It's also Let's down go. east. Yeah, yeah, that east. region's called down east yeah. North Carolina. I want it. And man, that's that's like whole hog pig pickings. Yeah, that's what know? it was. Yeah, I want it. It's the way it goes. For, I love that sauce. I'm in. Man, they have all those weird it ain't sayings brisket. too. It's just different. It's something they'll different. be like, they'll be like, it's cold enough to kill hogs in here. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, like we're we're sitting somewhere, and this woman Joanna comes up to my mom, and she's like, she's like, Tom Scene, have you ever killed hogs? <laughs> my mom's like, no, Joanna, I haven't. She's like, well, it's cold enough to kill hogs in here. Yeah. You ever heard slicker than pig spit? I'm yeah. like, I'm like, 
I don't know. It's one of those things where you're like, man, what? Who was like slipping on pig spit where that became a sign? See, I've heard, I've heard slicker. I've heard slicker. <laughs> what were they than, doing? I've heard slicker than goose shit. Goose shit. All right, but we have I, a lot of. I never did home. really get that. Yeah, because it's usually hard and crusty. Yeah. Rossi goose shit. I don't know. I mean, we have a lot of geese in Colorado. Oh, they make a mess. They make it's a just, fucking. Mess. It looks like kind of like cat shit that's been yeah. rolled around in like a, yeah. you know, a, a litter box or whatever. I'm not a fan of geese. Yeah. I mean, I'll well, eat them. Just they're dicks. Not a fan. Canadian gooses. Yeah, no, they're they're terrible. Who was it was talking about kicking a goose? That wasn't me. No. I'm not a real asshole. No, no, no. Listen, this is what happened. That sounds way worse than it is. <laughs> you know, so, kicking geese. No, dude. Like, they're, look, pretty, all right, all right. they're pretty mean. They're like, mean. I would kick okay. a goose if it was fucking so, with me. Well, it wasn't even fucking with him. It was fucking with his two year old daughter. I would definitely okay? kick a goose. And you know right, I, would big, a, I would whip and, a goose ass. And yeah, I'm saying, saying. You know how big a goose is? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're a large bird. If you, larger than a two year old. Yeah. Larger than a two year old. Yeah. And way more. Yeah. 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 Like so, a lot meaner. Yeah. Cantankerous. So yes, lot. I would kick a goose yeah. if it was fucking with a There's only been a few <laughs> geese in my life that I've even been cool with. The one down at Herman Park, the white one that's really loud. I like him. <laughs> he just comes and yells at you all the time. He's like, Argh! you're like, all right, dude, I see you. I get it. <laughs> you know? You're heard, man. But he's he's friendly, you know? He's a good boy. He's a good lot. I don't know that I would call him friendly. He's super friendly, man. He just talks a lot. Dude, he does talk a lot. Yeah. Although yeah, I will say, is, one time when I was it, down man. there, he was like, "Hey, man, I got some speed," <laughs> and I was like, "Nah, dude." <laughs> but rips over hey, there. goose man, chill. Now out. I know why you're all keyed up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, anyways, he's down at this pond, right? And this goose starts going after his two-year-old daughter, and she's like, j- "He's like, I, I don't I mean, know I what happened, man." He's fucking, like, "I would punch a goose in the fucking dude, mouth." He was, like, he was like, "Just something inside of me snapped." He's like, I can see my little girl standing there crying. Yeah. Did he fucking strip wrestle he's goose like, just, like in public? He's like, he, did he just got awesome. a he just got a run and start and just boom, kick the goose <laughs> out into the lake like yeah. airborne style, like doo, 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 doo. <laughs> And then he said, uh, some lady came up and yelled at him about it, dude. So I probably shouldn't say this because I think it's <laughs> oh, I think it's super. Wait, I think it's wait, super. Wait, the lady, lady yelled at him. Yeah, for kicking. Did he the tell goose. her to fuck off? Yeah, he's like, man. If I tell is- you who this is, you would you would know that he definitely okay. probably did. All right. But I'm not going to name names on this podcast yeah. All right. to protect so- to to protect the marginally guilty. Yeah, I, um, I won't say any names in the story either because I think it's probably completely illegal because Canadian geese are uh, protected in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, we weren't we were in Mexico when this happened. Um, <laughs> uh, my wife fucking ran over a goose. <coughs> And she came home and she's like, man, she's like, I just fucking ran over a goose. And I was like, how the fuck did you like run over a goose? And she's like, well, she's like, it just like was like in the road. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, you just stopped and like, and she's like, she's like, yeah, it wouldn't move, so I just kept going. And she's like, I thought it would like fly out of the way or something. And I was like, no, they're fucking geese. They just walk around. That's like. Yeah, you know, it wasn't migrating at the time. It wasn't flying or anything. It's walking on the road. You don't just like speed up. But yeah, somehow she fucking just like smoked a goose uh, at a job site, and I was Did like, God damn it! Like, put it in the back. No, she didn't. She should have. I would have eaten it at least. Yeah. I mean, we were in Mexico, so it was yeah, 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 yeah. for legality's sake. 
or wherever. Uh, maybe, wherever. It's, maybe it's twice as legal there. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you get a knock on the door? Yeah. The feds are on their way now. Yeah. Might have been in Canada. We don't remember. Yeah. Oh, it's Canada. Yeah. Canada Gooses. Yeah. Are they are they protected up there? I don't think so. You can shoot the shit out of them up there. They, I mean, they, you can shoot it. So you can hunt them in Colorado too, but I think it's certain times of the year that you can't. Yeah. And they're like super protected because they migrate down to Colorado, and that which I don't know why the fuck you'd hang out in Colorado for the winter if you're a geese. But I guess it's probably better than Canada. I mean, probably any time of the year is better they just than get Canada. Tired. They couldn't make it to New Mexico. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, New Mexico kind of fucking sucks in the winter, too. It's yeah. just, like, windy and cold there. If you were a Canada goose, <laughs> where would you hang out in New Mexico? Not <laughs> Albuquerque. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why anybody would hang out in Albuquerque, honestly. I don't know, man. You know, dude, I if know. I was a I've goose... Heard, I've heard competing things about Albuquerque. I don't It'd know be if like it's, like, rock. I don't know if it's a really cool place or if it's a really ghetto place. I can't man, I don't know. I think New Mexico just kind of fucking sucks all around. I think New Mexico's bad. And I'm totally fine saying that publicly because I don't think I'll ever play New Mexico ever again because it's a fucking shitty place that I don't want to be unless I go to Cold Beer, New Mexico, which is like a different place on the planet. (laughs) Dude, I I, I love New Mexico. I'm a a huge fan. Are you? Big fan? It's. Are you like a Taos guy or are you like a Santa Fe guy? I'm like a. I think I'm like a. Riadosa Taos kind of guy. I like the mountains or like Pecos. Okay. That's what that song, yeah, that song is. But like, you know, the little mountain towns that are up there, kind of yeah. way, way out of the way. Not a lot of people around. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, they have. It's weird because they're tall mountains, but they're still desert, desert ass yeah. mountains. Santa Fe is full of like old rich white ladies, and it's like not my and crowd. no signs. That yeah. fucks me up. I don't like I don't like going places where I can't see where the fuck I'm going. I mean, I I gotta say, I do like Santa Fe. I got an uncle up there, and I love going to visit him. And I, I I was in Santa Fe a month ago, and I had a blast. But I don't think I would want to live there. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a good. I think time I could live there, but in I would New Mexico. Not besides, in cold beer, I was, that's not true. Me and Dylan Earl ate a whole bunch of mushrooms one time. We were on tour. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we you can't put that on air. Yes, uh, you can. You, can right. We've already said tons of other. Well, stuff. they were right. they were just like edible, uh, you know, like. This is not admissible in court. Oyster mushrooms. They were oyster mushrooms. Look, we already know how to pass a polygraph test. You could just go in. And you know what? This is all satire, so anything I say from here on out cannot be taken as like a serious thing that actually happened. But So me and Dylan Earl ate a whole bunch of mushrooms and shot every fucking sign from West Texas to like two cold beer to Mexico. Just tripping balls, driving on the highway, shooting everything in fucking sight. And that was the best time I've ever had in New Mexico. We did that. We went to the Blue Hole. The blue hole is like this crazy, like, it's just a hole in the fucking desert. It's like 350 feet deep. Full it's water. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. ice cold. And when you're like in a van with no AC and just like tripping balls on mushrooms, you're like, fuck, we got to get to the blue hole. This will be a great place. <laughs> and then you get there and you're like, oh, it's ice cold water. Okay, this is what it is. Sweet. And you figure it all out. And then you, you know talk to god for a minute and then you look then you down. go back to shooting signs yes <laughs> the lord's work you know? yeah you know just do yeah. the lord's work out there warning people about satan yeah and how many allergens could be possibly in that food product and doing the lord's work yeah yeah but yeah i mean we did have a good time in new mexico that time oh we also went to we went to billy the kid's grave that's cool uh in lincoln that's that was the town i can't it's like a just like a fucked up little spot. Where's our there. intern to fact check that for us? But uh, 
Jamie pulled so up. So like we're like pull up and Dylan's like, Hell yeah and he's like he's like, Let's fucking smoke a joint at Billy the Kid's grave and I was like, <laughs> Cool man, I was like, Go f- do whatever you need to do, man. So he like does his like typical Dylan Earl like it takes him like twenty minutes to roll a spliff and like <laughs> he he's got a process and it's I support it hundred percent. It's like his thing, you know, it's like a ritual thing that he does. But so he's like smoking the spliff with Billy the Kid. And then I like come out of the truck with a bunch of bullets. <laughs> and then, like as I'm loading a pistol in this <laughs> graveyard, this like family rolls up to like you know, they're on their family vacation and it's like kids a guy's like, wife and like it was they had like seven kids with them or something. It was like some absurd it was like, you know, probably like a uh like Mormons? Yeah, maybe not Mormons, but like some Mennonites. Yeah, and maybe not Mennonites either, I guess. That doesn't make sense because they probably didn't know who Billy Kid was. But it, I don't a know. Large, it was, a large, yeah, a large family. family. Maybe, I guess there's yeah. nothing wrong with having a large family. You yeah, don't have to you stereotype have, them, I guess. Yeah, uh, Patrick. I don't have to be an asshole. Yeah, um, Now the Mormons have shitload kids. That's, yeah. That's, I mean, this is the thing. That's how they roll. Catholics got Yeah, sister wives and no condoms, man. You're going to have a lot of kids. <laughs> um but anyways this family rolls up and dylan's fucking sitting there smoking his joint and i'm like loading a pistol (laughs) they just like looked at us and were like we gotta get the fuck away from these guys quick like something bad is happening right here uh luckily nothing bad happened we just like had a good time and if anybody out there has not seen pictures of these two dudes There's they some, definitely look like respectable stand up kind of. Oh yeah, they don't. They know. don't look like a bunch of scum fucks anyway. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I look like no. you're like shitty uncle that nobody wants you to be around, and then Dylan Earl looks like like sweet young George Strait. <laughs> 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 and then when the cops pulled us over that time, <laughs> that that happened on that trip too. There's like a. You know, a floorboard full of fucking shell casings and like Dylan's bleeding where he was trying to shove the mushrooms under the dashboard. And, uh, <laughs> somehow they let us fucking go. I was like, how the fuck do you let this go? Like you didn't even search the van. Like somebody, I mean, luckily they didn't, out. you know, somebody's looking out for me, I guess in that point. But at the same time, it's like, we are the fucking droids you're looking for right now. <laughs> like, right now there's a, there's a trooper in New Mexico sitting there listening to this. He's like, Damn it! Those motherfuckers. Oh, I no. knew it, dude, that, dude. I knew it. The trooper showed up to our show, and I like talked about it to his face on the stage. I was like, "Man, I was like, hey, this guy pulled us over with a felony amount of drugs, it's like, <laughs> and didn't even search us." And I was like, "Well, we already did them now, so what the fuck are you gonna do?" And like, I went on a huge rant. I was just being a drunk asshole at that point. It was midnight in cold beer in New Mexico, and that's the way you get, I guess. It seems yeah. risky. I don't know, man. At that point, it's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you're gonna gotta have evidence to convict yeah. bud i'm just talking out of my ass at this point you know none of this is true who knows yeah it's well, just a story he made up yeah see i'm an artist remember what that part a, at the I'm beginning of the story when it's like everything from here out yeah 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 what parts are true what parts aren't we're never gonna tell you no it's just art Man, you, you still have that vape pen. He got that thing today. He was like, it tastes like cereal. <laughs> <laughs> and not like good cereal. It tastes like a, like a Lucky Charms, but just the cereal part, like not the marshmallows. Like calls them, it tastes like the, like the great value version of Lucky Charms. Yeah, but just the cereal part, not like the, <laughs> not the, not marshmallows. the, not the marshmallow part, just like the uh, shitty cereal oh, part. That's yeah, lame. it's not good. It's mango. It's kind of lame. We'll have a rental car, and I can't smoke in it. Oh, okay. so. 
Yeah. Well, he he calls him a mouth fedora. Yeah, because you look like a fucking asshole when you have one, (laughs) especially when it's pink. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a masculine guy. (laughs) Really care about my image, if you can't tell. (laughs) Well, you're no you're no young George Strait, so I'm not. We can't all be like Dylan Earl. Man, that Oklahoman's got style. He does. He's, he's going to be kick, an Oklahoma boy. He's going to threaten to kick my ass the first he time might. he meets me. Yeah, he, might. he might. Dylan Earl, don't kick my ass. Yeah, I don't know. You know, he's. I'm uh, not saying that he could, but I'm not saying that he can't. Yeah, you know, he runs a lot every day. Oh man, yeah, he's he probably fit. already he got builds treehouses for a living. Well, there goes my defense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I always tell everybody, like, yeah, you might go up my ass, but I can run. Yeah. <laughs> man, you know, I, I don't know. I think I could, might outrun Dylan. Man, you keep saying you can outrun some people. So. Are you just like a secret sprinter? Is that the thing? I, was, <laughs> I once did foil a robbery by running a guy down. <laughs> it's a true story. It is a true story. <laughs> Got free sandwiches for a year for it. Really? Yeah. I was at a subway in Lockhart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they kept putting bell peppers on everything. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Look, I, I was working at the Continental Club here in Houston and Big Top which is they're all in the same building and then I was I was living above the club at the time and uh, so it's a you know it's, it might have been like a Saturday night or something and they had an early show at the club that got done at midnight and then our show at Big Top that ended at uh, at like 2am do you have right? any left? oh yeah there's some beers there oh yeah that. open that up not to interrupt he's, no he's gonna interrupt us Pop a top again. Okay. Did you guys? I don't know if you heard that in Boat Rent Street Dealer, but there is a really good course cracking that song. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, which was. He's got one in his new song, too. I'm sorry to cut your story off there. No, sorry. Right. We can go right back to it. wasn't it, important. <laughs> I was just a hero, that's all. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I was just, yeah, I was just a, you know, pretty much saving lives. Chris, yeah. saved the, he saved the block, dude. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry, now I'm the asshole. No, again. no, go ahead. We we... Oh, no, so whenever we did that beer crack mm-hmm. in that song, it was like probably the most produced thing on that record was that beer crack, which was so fucking funny to me that I was like, whenever we did that pause, I was like, man, I was like, we need a, like a beer crack right there. And Andre was like, oh, yeah. And he sets up like, three microphones in this tiny little booth and like has Yancey cracked this beer but it was like three microphones and then you put it through like a like a 15 foot plate reverb and it's like just like it's like it's auto-tuned yeah it's yeah it's it's in key and everything it's it was literally that. the most produced sound on the whole record was a beer can and run the compressor on a real bit yeah we did a beer crack on that one song yeah but uh Ours wasn't. We didn't church it up that much, man. You know, so, you know when you when the uh, when it allows for you to church some stuff up. Yeah. And whenever you know wherever the uh, it's accessible for you to play with all these things. Like we, we have timpanis on the record. Like what? The only reason that we put timpanis on the record is because there's timpanis there. You're like, yeah. hey, <laughs> yeah, don't put like, these timpanis. Like, on yeah, we gotta put these timpanis on something because they're here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Tell us how you save the world. Yeah, sorry. All right, so it's uh, it's it's late night, and you know anybody listening to this podcast that knows me has heard this story already. So I'm sorry, all of you, all of you, but I'm going to tell it again, just because it's so. 
yeah, the club lets out at midnight. We let out at two. And I'm going to take the cans out because I was working door and bar backing at the time. And they're, they're all bottles there. So the cans are fucking heavy. I had a, like a busy night. So stack all of them. I throw them on the dolly and go to wheel them out the back door. And the tire's flat on the dolly. And I'm like, fuck this, dude. I'm not wrestling this thing all the way across this pea gravel yeah. back patio to, the, to where the dumpsters are. Because they had like a gate, like a wrought iron fence. It's about six foot out there. Comes around and there's a little cubby where the where the dumpsters are. You open a big bolted door because it's all enclosed, you know. So uh, I go I go to take it out and uh, Dolly's flat. So I'm like, I'll just go to the club, grab that one, take them out on that. No problem. So I unlock the door, come up through the green room into the back hallway. And I notice the office door is open and there's somebody rustling around in there. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Pete's and they're awful late, you know? Or maybe they're just down there hanging out, shooting shit, having some drinks after the work is done, right? That'll happen. Club's dark, completely sealed up. I come back, I look in the office, and no one's in there. It's fucking weird, you know? Go out, and I'm like, well, maybe he went next door to talk to Donna and Holly, two bartenders. So I go outside. Those are fake I take names. the. Yeah. No, I'm using all real names, just oh, like shit. my memoirs, man. I'm not protecting anybody. Fair enough. Um, so I'm, you know, wheel them out, and the back gate's just wide open. You know, that's that moment where you're like, this just doesn't feel right, you know? This doesn't click. So I have my knife out, my flashlight, and I roll back up in the club. I roll down in there, nothing. Roll back, look in the office again, nothing. Cut through the green room to the other bar, and I can hear the bartenders talking, and there's nobody else there. It's just them. So I double back, and when I come up in the hallway where the bathrooms are, there's like some rows of windows on one side and bathrooms on the other. There's just a dude standing in the hallway holding two grocery bags. And uh, me being me, uh, I just said, motherfucker, and charged him, you know? And he shoots the gap <coughs> under these burglar bars. It's maybe a, what, what's that, like 14 inches yeah, maybe? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Just one smooth move. I can't even grab his ankle, and I just tell him, I say, man, drop it and take the fuck off, you know? Yeah. So he threw them bags through that window. Picks him up, starts running. So I chase him across the patio. He vaults the six-foot fence with, like, the squiggly rod iron things. Yeah. The bag catches on top, and it's just banded bills everywhere. Twenties, tens, fives. He cleaned out the entire contents of the safe for the club. Whoa. Yeah, so he's, like, scooping underneath the fence trying to grab it. I'm trying to stomp on his hands, and I'm saying crazy things like, I will gut you like a fish or... Don't make I'm going to field dress you I'm, right here. <laughs> fuck the fuck off. And it's no big deal, you know, that kind of thing. So he takes off running with a handful of money. I chase him around. About the time I get to the street, he's already clearing the end of the block. So I'm like, don't make me run you down. And I just start running after this dude and saying things like, I'll, I'll rip off your head and shit in your neck. And yeah. like, you know, general threats and uh, uh, violence and whatnot. And so he drops a little bit, drops a little bit more. Finally, he drops all of it. There was money spread down the entire block for a f- almost a full city block, you know? And then I got free dinner for like, I don't remember how long that was. It was a long time. But yeah, got sure. a day off. Yeah, Got a day off. Yeah, and I was told by an officer of the law here in Texas that uh, if you're acting on the right of the proprietor of the business, you have, can use lethal force. Thank God nothing like that happened, but you know. Jeez uh, Louise. Yeah. Good to know, though. Yeah, yeah that's how I, I saved... Uh, Save the club. Save the world. And Christmas. Save yeah. the block. Yeah. Everybody got sandwiches and 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Parfaits for a full year. Well, gentlemen, we are on track to be about by far the longest episode yet. John, do you want to play one more and then let's call her a night? I can. Are your neighbors going to get all pissed off if we do this? It depends on how loud you are. How long is it going to last? I'm a loud guy. Yeah, but only for in two minute bursts, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I, I can do something, I guess. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that I can do that's not crazy loud. You want to play a Jimmy Buffett song? Man, <laughs> you don't want me getting on some Buffett, man. <laughs> you ever heard Caroline Street? That's a good Jimmy Buffett song right there. Play it, man. I'm not Wait, play can that. we do that technically? I can. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. But I'm not going to do it. Davidson County. Yeah, I want to hear that song. Spent my summers on catching crawfish with the neighborhood kids down by Stewart's Creek. We should sure get in lots of trouble but growing up on the water, it made this man that you see. And it's goodbye, Davidson County. Your poor intentions and your broken dreams. And hello, Rocky Mountain. Mark me up like a postcard, deliver me. Cut my teeth down and it's what I was shooting eight ball. We all know Prince has got the best chicken in town. No fanatic for the bullshit down on Broadway. So I'm packing up boys from Colorado bound. And it's Goodbye, Davidson County. Your poor intentions, your broken dreams. Hello, Rocky Mountain. Mark me up like a postcard to live with me. Well, I've been here well, 15 years now And these hog backs have changed the way that I speak I trade every aspen in that valley For the smell of some sweet magnolia tree And it's Goodbye, Davidson County. Your poor intentions and your broken dreams. And hello, Rocky Mountain. Mark me up like a postcard to live with me.
And there's usually a really sick Leonard Skinner-ish riff right there at the end. That was fantastic. I like hey, that. Hey, thanks. I, Is that a true story? That's a true story, man. That's about where I grew up, Davidson County. Uh, and I changed the lyrics uh, maybe, I guess, right before we recorded that record. I changed the lyrics on it because the chorus used to be uh, a borrowed tractor and amphetamines, not uh, <laughs> the broken dreams part. But I was like, man, you know, I, it's already got enough speed on the record, so I think we can just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> we hit our quota. We had, we, we had the quota of the speed, speed stuff, you know. Uh, there's like a, it's like there's a theme running through my songs or something. Yeah, it's like fishing uh, and speed, you know. Yeah, fishing and speed, man. <laughs> you know, I'm really into fucking just uppers all the time, <laughs> just feeling good, having a good time, you know, fishing, fishing, <laughs> uh fishing awake i don't sleep yeah you know, you know it's just like all that type of stuff <laughs> i actually don't i don't do speed regularly <laughs> it's probably a good thing uh, you know everything in moderation yeah you know uh yeah i'll just stop talking about yeah i was about to, i was about to say some shit that i shouldn't be saying so <laughs> well well man i really appreciate you guys having me out here yeah man it's been fun it's been a good time good meeting you boys and it's yeah, been you too the weekend, man. Yeah, we got a really week, a whole weekend, and yeah. we got tomorrow. We're gonna go fishing. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll hit up my guy at the boat ramp. <laughs> <laughs> well, this maybe has we'll been up, maybe we'll hit up Patrick's girl on the way too and see if she wants to go fishing with us. Or yeah. <laughs> hey, she's right down there, man. Yeah. She might be there right now if you drive by. Well, I'm not gonna drive anywhere right now. I think I'm past the limit. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Take it to the limit. I think I've had about. 16 uh, more beers yeah, than is allowed by law. beers a day, something like that, at least. Yeah. Well, this has been... Getting loose. And killing time. Um, I'm Christopher Seymour. I'm Patrick B. Ray. And that... I'm John O'Leary Roy. Was John O'Leary Roy. Yeah.